Hello and welcome to On The Esky, a sports podcast where we like to wrap up the week that was in sport, have a few Denzel Frothingtons and talk some absolute dribble. We are live tonight, that is right, live on YouTube and live watching the third session, day two of the Adelaide Test Match. Uh, Australia in a commanding position. I do believe, boys, back in uh, you know the trial days in my spare room, sitting on the floor, we uh, did watch a, uh, a a live or did a live podcast, and England got absolutely demolished. So hoping for a little bit more of no India, more got, of the same, please. India got demolished. My mistake uh, by the Australians. Uh, the Ashes. Game two, test two, day night in Adelaide. Uh, Australia really have the foot on the throat. They've just uh, declared at 473. Uh, we did have some COVID drama at the 11th hour with hot boy Pat Cummins ruled out, uh, deemed a close contact. We'll discuss that. Uh, also, excuse us if uh, we're covering some of US sports and you'll hear a sudden yes, Starkey, or take that, you vitamin <laughs> D deficient pom, uh, whilst we watch... Uh, England hopefully get dismantled with a swinging pink ball. Speaking of US sports, we will preview NFL Week 15. Saturday night games means Sunday morning games here into the fourth day of the Ashes, if it's still going, that is. Uh, Steph Curry becomes the NBA's most prolific three-point shooter. He did it in uh, a lot less games than Ray Allen did. Absolute bungle in the Champions League round of 16. Draw plus UFC 269 and a crazy finish to this year's F1 season. Uh, please remember we have tam- time stamps even if you want to skip sports. Maybe uh, some Tim Tams if you like. Some Tim Tams as well. <laughs> uh, you can on YouTube. Or if you're nuts, all things sports, just listen to the whole thing. Uh, please subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Instagram. On my left, I have the fastest research man in the Southern Hemisphere, Monkey Magic. And on my Big right, boy. I have the man whose house we reside in currently. <laughs> Sean, how was your week? Oh, excellent. And just going back to that, that intro, from what we talked about last week, uh, leading into this week for the, for the potty of all the big sports that were happening, what an absolute um, craziness, madness! Like the the storylines coming from all over uh, the globe from all the different sports it was an excellent week, and we're going to cover all that as you said. Christmas so, starts early in the sporting world, doesn't it? December, <laughs> you've, you've got Test cricket down yeah. under. You've got sort of the spicy uh, end of the NFL season. You got the NBA starting to take shape. We've got yeah. Champions League as mentioned, and uh, an absolutely nuts UFC 269 and F1. So yep. can't wait to rip into that. Monks, my man, how was your week? Jeez. Yeah, good. Um, last week of work for the year. So Yo-yo. now officially Finished. on holidays. Yep. We'll probably still have work emails and stuff to look at, but <laughs> have really get January stuck three, in. I'd reckon. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a public holiday. It's fourth, right? Fourth. Yeah. There, there you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, ready to kick off the summer of sports. Let's fucking go. Uh, Omicron has, you know. Yeah, I've, I think it's worth mentioning, mentioning right now um, before we get stuck into all the sports. But as current, um, while we're live, it is really uh, getting stuck in a fucking whole bunch of uh, sporting leagues. Um, not to name a few, where the NFL being a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're up over 125 players uh, tested positive COVID mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. week. Uh, really getting stuck into the Browns, uh, Rams, um, yep. and it was the Chargers the week before. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there's the NBA. I think the Nets played with eight players this week because they had several on COVID Jeez. and throughout it's wow. gone through the league as well. The US kind of struggling with it. The EPL as well. Yeah, it's got a massive it's banging off in England, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And then there's uh, like local 
Newcastle for us. Newcastle were in pre-season Newcastle Knights and then they got got it through the club and then it's actually spread in Newcastle and they worried up to like 500 cases from that kind of one hotspot. 80-odd cases in one nightclub. <laughs> yeah. so Would have been wow. a, a, little, a little bit of uh, passion strangers, I'd reckon, going on there. <laughs> yeah. I hate to speculate, but... Yeah. Uh, but it tends to happen uh, <laughs> on a dance floor at, you know, Saturday night, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how the sports react to that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, th- I think your favourite saying is uh, the money talks. Money and take, talks. Take the NFL, for example. Money talks. No cancel games currently. They're yeah, all they scheduled to, to play, so... Yeah. Money talks. Novak Djokovic has got an <laughs> exemption to come to the Australian <laughs> Open, whereas we're, we've hung out our own uh, our own uh, lady uh, Olivia Gadecki that she doesn't want to get the jab, and they're saying that she can't play. What's, yep. what's the go there? Absolute double standard, if I've ever heard one. Yeah, well, uh, whether well, the ex- the, ex- the it's medic- the sh- medical exemption Novak has a yeah, well, inverted commas for our listeners medical exemption. Yeah, the the Joker exemption. It doesn't sound like she applies for that, and she doesn't want to get the jab. So, too bad you're out. Is <laughs> the way Australia um, Tennis Australia, I'm assuming, has done that for the Australian Open. So, bit of a rough rough there. But like you said, money talks. Joker draws all the eyeballs mm-hmm. back. Mm. I think he's defending, isn't he? He'd have to be, he's but he's still also chasing the record. So he's if he wins that, he win, sets the record for mm. most Grand, Grand Slams by a male tennis player. So different rules money. for different fools, it would seem. Anyways, this is a sports podcast. But I don't mm. really like talking about COVID that much. Any of our regular listeners <laughs> yes. would know that. The only coronas I like are the ones that go down your throat <laughs> and uh, not in microscopic form. <laughs> uh, boys, we like to shout a beer mm-hmm. uh, to reward someone with. Uh, you know, usually um, an excellent week in the sporting arena or s- someone that we want to wish some good luck. Uh, Monks, I'll start with you. Who would you like to shout a beer this week? Jeez, yeah, not sure if he meets any of that criteria. Needs some, yeah, needs, he needs a beer. <laughs> he needs some good luck. It's, he does. Yeah. He does. Um, no, so, well, original thought was to shout out um, the Omnicrom. Um, just probably give him, give him a case just to settle down and... Stop wreaking havoc around the world. But instead, I've gone with Corey Norman this week. Um, decided to hang up the boots yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so after 228-odd um, first-grade games between Broncos, Eels and St. George, um, yeah, he's decided he's not going to play on any any longer. Interesting, because there's a lot of chat about him possibly going to England. Um, I wonder if, you know, the, the old mm. COVID situation maybe had some... Uh, something to do there. Way four maybe scared him off a little bit. Possibly, yeah. possibly. I mean, he's only 30 years old, so he's, he's never, got time. That's right, yeah. Um, maybe he just has a sabbatical and uh, yeah. and we might see him next year. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to Corey Norman. Uh, a little bit of an up and down career, one might say. Uh, highly talented uh, half. Uh, you know, you don't want to bang on a guy too much, but, but po- possibly... Didn't quite live up to some of uh, the the expectation, uh, given his 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 natural ability. That is for sure. Mm. But uh, yeah, in your retirement, mate, I don't think you have to tell a rugby league player twice. They'll they'll have a few few of those beers. <laughs> uh, speaking of shedding Omicron, a uh, a case. I reckon get rid of that case. Get on the hard stuff. I'm talking <laughs> some sixty percent shit. Knock that shit out. I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it for a long time. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. Face down in the concrete. Face so down in the concrete. <laughs> like that punter at Adelaide Oval yesterday. Check that out on social media. 
uh, or wherever you get your funny videos. Uh, a bloke who sculled two beers uh, right in front of the police, uh, a great place to do it. And then I don't know if he had a seizure or something, but he literally uh, went face down into the concrete. He needed a yeah. nap. So he needed a nap. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming he had more than just those two beers. No, no maybe, that, maybe someone spiked him. Who knows? With, uh, very reminiscent of myself falling into my bed of a, uh, of a Saturday night. Uh, but yeah, hope, uh, thoughts and prayers with that guy. Hopefully <laughs> his head's all right today. Sean, who would you like to shout a beer, my friend? Uh, my shout a beer goes out to Oscar Piastri. Mm. Uh, he was the winner of F2. So he was the, well, I guess you'd call world champion, the driver's champion mm-hmm. for Formula 2 this year. Um uh, took I think he won it with a I think officially he won it uh, a couple of days ago but the the season ended over the weekend with the F1 season uh, so you know big shout out to him of course being the Australian so we'll back him he's now an Alpine uh, reserve driver so he doesn't have a seat for next year the chat is he'll potentially replace Fernando Alonso when he actually retires following the year um, but they have already started practice and he's um, uh, already doing some some lap times uh, in the new Formula One cars for next season. Uh, getting out there with Danny Ricciardo, getting two Aussies on on the circuit, is very nice for us uh, F one fans that are also Australians. So big shout out to him to get that win, and hopefully we'll see him Huge. in F one very very soon uh, with a with a seat of his own. Do you think it's likely that he gets gets a gig in twenty twenty two? So will he get a drive next year? <laughs> Hard to say. It really depends. Yeah, maybe Corona like uh, this year because he's the reserve driver. Sure. So mm-hmm. um, something needs to happen to one of the other two uh, for him to to get that spot, which is Ocon and Alonso, and yeah. both of them made it through this season without any issues. So I'd say probably not next year. He'll do lots of practice and testing mm. um, yep. to get ready, and looking all likely he will be uh, Alonso's replacement with the very likelihood of retirement for him for the following year. Shout out to Oscar. Italian Australians, mate. Mm-hmm. Like to do things, don't they? I like to drive fast. Mm. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a ticket since I was about 20. So there you go. Uh, possibly because my car doesn't have the power to do it at the moment. Uh, I would like to shout out Australian mogul skier Matt Graham. Uh, a beer. He, he smashed up his collarbone pretty nastily uh, this week. Uh, in the moguls, boys, they have two jumps. The moguls in between. Uh, usually, you see big wipeouts in the jumps. These were just some horrific conditions. Uh, it was snowing sideways, uh, and he had a big stack and uh, snapped snapped his clavicle uh, in half. Uh, Beijing is a tick over two months away. Uh, enough time for that to heal. Uh, so, uh, thinking of him mm-hmm. and silver medalist from Pyeongchang, uh, we'll see how he goes. Uh, uh, Without, you know, he won't be able to ski very much uh, in the lead-up. So I'll be mm. shouting Matt Graham a beer. Uh, yeah, don't mix it with your oxycodone. Uh, <laughs> boys, it is the first over here uh, for England's innings. Um, we are watching Mitch Stark. Uh, surprise, surprise, Rory Burns did not face up because uh, mm. it seems like... In his head, rent-free. Yeah, rent-free, yeah. uh, no rent here. Uh, it's like renting a house in Detroit at the moment. Uh, they pay you to do it. <laughs> Rory Burns is very, very timid when it comes to Mitch Stark, and he's about to face up, so we'll see what happens. Speaking of the Ashes, let's start our cricket coverage, lads. Mm, uh, yeah. Where we left your last episode, okay, it was day three. Uh, England were... Poised. Know, 
were, yeah, David Milan, yeah. Joe Root, they were in. They were both in their 80s. We said on this podcast, check the tape, last Friday night, it all comes down to this first hour. Do Root and Milan turn up and, you know, fight back and get England from the improbable into, you know, a position to, to you know, possibly bring, uh, pull off one of the greatest upsets of all time? Mm. Or do we skittle both of them in the first hour and then the rest follow? Guess what happens? One brings two, brings three, brings four. Yep. It was over yeah. very quickly. A lot of uh, working people, working folk, uh, we're very upset that the game started on Wednesday and the, the actual <laughs> the actual yes. live vision that they got to see on the Saturday uh, was about an hour and a half. Yeah. No, no, that's not doing it justice. Two and a half hours on the Saturday. Yeah, uh, not, well, not, not much of it fell on the weekend. Yeah, yeah 20, 20 runs right. for the Aussies to, to chase down and Bucks Harris survived throughout that. Um, for much to the surprise uh, <laughs> to, to myself uh, with his unfortunate run of form and we'll get to that in a minute. Yes, um, also interesting for Carey to get the nod. So Warner had that rib issue. Mm-hmm. Where he he wasn't allowed to bat until five. So they said, look, Alex, uh, you know, pr- probably capable to open the batting anyway. But uh, when there's 20 on the that you re- require, not too much pressure. Carey yeah. did get out and uh, extra, extra day hurt his average a little bit. Warner, mm. Oh, yeah. and Burns has hit Stark for a four. Curse of the commentator there. That's what he should have done, <laughs> ball one uh, in Brisbane. He'll be feeling a lot better about that. England, seven off their first over. Uh, good luck, boys. Only 490-odd to go. Yes. And so yeah. we... 80-odd. So Australia, Australia won that first test. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking to. Very, very convincingly. Nine wickets. Um, so from that, and we mentioned it in... Uh, right at the intro a minute ago about uh, COVID fucking uh, sports leagues. They also got the Australian uh, cricket team. What happened to good old Paddy Cuttons, the the captain for Australia? We, we, we talk about the COVID and in one of my group chats, it was like, th- this was the moment where it was, it was, uh, you know, that Arthur meme where, where his fist starts clenching, you know, there's when, just when it really gets you angry. <laughs> it's when it takes out the Australian fucking cricket captain, mate. Yeah. Like, you know, I thought... Obviously, it's a pandemic. We don't want to make too much light of it. But <laughs> when it takes out the Aussie cricket captain, it, it does grow on your gears. Pat Cummins, uh, at the yeah. 11th hour, the news was coming out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, was yesterday. It? Yeah, yesterday, yesterday morning. Yesterday, yesterday morning. morning that the night before, Wednesday night, he'd been in an Adelaide restaurant yep. and yep. had been on the table next to someone who had tested positive for COVID. Yeah, and got their positive result while they were at the table at the restaurant. This... It, it, it begs a lot of questions, doesn't it? If you're waiting for a COVID result, why the fuck are you in a restaurant? It, uh, it, it's, it's, Adela- it's Adelaide's um, uh, protocol process. Like they've got to, because he tested negative before he flew over, and then you got to get retested when you get there. So, I thought, so yeah, the, I the thought assumption you had to was. In that bit. No, I think the assumption is you're okay. But yeah, and then he tested. What was also funny was Starkey and Lion, I believe, were outside on a table yes, they having were. dinner. Mm-hmm. But since they were outside, their class is casual, so they were okay. So we could have been uh, in real big yeah. trouble if they were dined inside with Cummins. Indeed. Um, but yes, they luckily were outside for that. It stinks. The whole thing stinks, doesn't it? The night before. The Barmy Army did confirm, though, it wasn't one of their supporters. It so. wasn't them. <laughs> it wasn't them. I was saying to you boys, maybe sure. old Michael Nisa is fucking sick, <laughs> sick of. I think he's he's been the, the in the squad bowling, for the yeah. last fifteen tests. I was saying just yeah. bowling rock after rock yeah. after rock uh, to to smudge and Labuschagne and Warner in the nets. He's going <laughs> fuck this. Let's, I'll take out Hot Boy Cummins uh, with a little bit little bit of the COVID 
not you know, not even in a malicious way, just a close contact. You know, yeah. you're not even gonna get it. You know, that, that's how he's justified it himself. Of course, I kid. Uh, but yeah, it's Nisa gets his his first start, and uh, Josh Hazelwood. Uh, we were right in thinking he was a little bit tender uh, from watching uh, his his bowling performance in England's second innings. Last week, uh, turns out he's got a side strain. Yeah. Uh, well, we also got to confirm that, that Richardson was the first choice and did replace uh, Hazelwood first. So, yes. so Nisa would have missed out and would have been the net bowler again. Mm. So, like, really say, plays into the conspiracy, conspiracy theory. Definitely big it? time. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the other conspiracy theory kind of leads into is uh, Stephen Smith uh, back as captain. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think this came from you, James, as I pointed it out. It was like a <laughs> bit, bit more of a stretch, but. <laughs> Yeah, one way to get back into the captaincy yeah. it was just a little bit of just a little bit of cough on, on the current captain, and yeah. then he goes. That fairy tale return, baby, <laughs> you're the one. You still turn Pep's, me tell on. Tell us how you feel about uh, Steve Smith captain again. I feel whole, mate. I feel whole. I feel like it's 2017. I feel like a pandemic is a thing that we watch on movies and doesn't play out in our actual life. Uh, I feel like sandpaper is used on timber and not on cricket balls. I feel like I've got 100,000, possibly more brain cells than I currently have <laughs> in the last four years. Uh, mate, something uh, – look, Paddy Cummins, devastated, you know, taken out at, at the 11th hour, feel yeah. for Paddy. But something about Stephen Smith being the captain with all his idiosyncrasies, with all his glove movement and adjusting of the box and head wobbles and – or essentially cricket autism, uh, <laughs> which, make, which makes him a very, very good cricketer and yes. possibly one of my favourite people in the world. Uh, so one part of me just feels really warm and fuzzy. Mm. I just want to mention Jai Richardson's first over there being a maiden as well. Nearly every rock going down there was, was, was dangerous. Like it was either drawing him in or making him play at a like, well, very, very dangerous from Dry Richardson and another mm. good reason of why he's in the test. Team, this right, is this it? is a perfect over. He's just, he's found his line, he's just started outside off and then each ball, he's just kind of moved it more and more and more towards that off peg, kind of that fourth, fifth stump line and Hamid had absolutely no idea on about four of them. Four but, slips and a gully in, how good. Yeah. Well, that's the role he's got to play <laughs> in this one is he's got a uh, line and length. He's the Josh Hazelwood re- replacement, so be consistent. Uh, get, make sure you keep them in that position. Don't let them score runs. Keep the economy down and uh, put the pressure on because they are England are in a tough spot. Because uh, mm-hmm. what did the Australians do? They went out and scored. What was it four hundred and wicked? Start his birds rent free, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> rent free. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness, Burns! Well, Jeez. congratulations. Uh, he did get that uh, that leg leg lands. He faced three stark balls and two and uh, yeah, he's made four and he has schnicked it up to that man that we we're just talking about. Oh baby, Smith at second shot. slip. He's calling the field and he's eating uh, stark catches for fun. <laughs> See you later, Rory. Oh, just gives him a little look at you. He's like, I got you again. See you later. Big problems, oh, big man. problems with England's batting uh, outside of anyone named Root, yep. who yep. also, in that last test, uh, dismissed in the 90s, does not have 100 in Australia. So I think then yeah. uh, the team that hasn't struggled yeah. with the batting was the Australian side, and we'll get yeah. back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or do you want to cover the England side? So the, the, yeah, the quick, cha- the quickly, quickly their changes. Mm-hmm. So Mark Wood and Lynch both got dropped. Uh, Leach, of course, was heavily uh, smashed all over the park. Yeah. So fair, uh, I guess. Eight and over uh, he, was, he was going for, uh, the butt mm-hmm. of a lot of jokes. 
Jack so, Leach gets dropped. They go with no specialist spinner. Yeah, so Anderson and Broad come in. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, a, a you know a thousand plus wickets between the two of those guys. Uh, mm. <laughs> Root did bowl a fair bit, um, mm. so that was def was clear to see. Yeah, um, we did get the, a very good wicket in head as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, head played all around that in, yeah, in his, yeah. you know, not to take away from Joe Root. Did maybe get him with, yeah. with flight. But, well, you, uh, you said it before, you know, a Root is better than head. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll re, re, re-throw out your joke there. Yeah. Um, uh, but a little crass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't have to put my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> but they've gone with the, the four, the four blame, s- so yeah. yeah, the That's four right. seamers there. They've got Stokes as well. Um, and then, of course, uh, Root there is their. I guess first choice spinner in this. So, what do, what do you think of that side? Do you think it's better than the one they went to the Gabba with? Uh, experience wise, yes. Pink ball, Anderson. We saw uh, he was very economic. Uh, was hooping it around. Yes. Stuart Broad and uh, Jimmy Anderson have had the Australians on toast in past tours mm-hmm. to England, mm-hmm. but uh, again, look, just like Joe Root, uh, it's a bit of a different ball game when they they come down uh, to the sunburnt country. They tend to struggle a little bit. Yep. It, mm-hmm. In term, I think the pink ball may have been you know playing in the minds of the England selectors. I think it did. A, and when we think of pink ball, what happened in the last uh, day and a half, like it was moving a lot. So they were definitely getting plenty out of it, plenty out of the pitch, a lot mm-hmm. of seeming. Mm. Uh, but I, I guess it goes to the Australians and what they did with their batting performance that they were just a little bit ahead. Yeah, Labuschagne and Warner absolutely fought. Uh, Warner was one of his first 32 deliveries. I don't think I've ever seen him, I've, him bat like that. And I, actually, I don't think he has yeah, ever yeah. been like that. I think he was like, like three from 74 yeah, as well. So. Abs- absolute mission. Yeah. Uh, and I can speak from experience from this past Sunday, playing uh, a little bit of Sunday social, balls hooping around. I arrived late because I was playing golf beforehand. So I, uh, I got sent down the order to bat nine. I was... You know, <laughs> sucking a little bit, and then uh, we lost about uh, no, about six for fucking forty eight. So I thought, oh, better not, you know, better go try and have a few throwdowns, stop sucking, go do a job for us. Uh, missed out on the first two, and I thought, yeah, uh, this third one's getting the getting the treatment. Full toss and took my stumps. So well done, uh, Marvis yeah. Labuschagne batted for four hundred minutes uh, across two days. I batted for about. 68 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) And when your team needed you the most. They did need me. They did me. And it it meant a lot, you know. Sunday Social, we're up in A-grade Sunday Social this year. You know, uh, there's a few guys knocking down the door for, uh, for, for BBL contracts. Uh, anyway, that, that's 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 enough about you. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Australians. Uh, Marcus Harris, we mentioned before, mm. didn't do too much. I think no. he faced 28 balls in total, 20-something, yep. yep. uh, yep. gone for three. Yep. Um, P- yep. Try, trying to pull, uh, didn't get enough on it, uh, an absolute screamer from, from Joss Butler, mm. diving to his right. The only and, decent catch he would, he would make. And we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, leg slip in place, perhaps a little bit of a plan. I don't know. If, the Australian public is screaming for his head. You know, death by media. He's got one of the worst averages for an opener. So. Uh, ever, yeah. I, I think he's mm. doing a really good job, though, because he gets out and then Labuschagne comes. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know, what's Labuschagne done is he's, he's almost got 200. So, yes. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think he's doing, doing 
what he needs to do enough. If I put that, <laughs> so I was thinking, who who should be uh, Warner's opener partner? And I was like, well, just make it market uh, Manus, like maybe Labuschagne. He's out there often enough as <laughs> he, it is. He's so. often there in the second over. <laughs> so. A little bit of dark humor, yeah. if you will. Yeah. I did see our unofficial sponsor, Sportsbet, mm-hmm. uh, post uh, something regarding what's your excuse to the boss to knock off early this afternoon in regards to catching the cricket. Yeah. Uh, I. Th- Thought, I thought it was a little bit mean, but I'll say it on the internet anyway. Uh, I'm Marcus Harris. I need to knock off. <laughs> uh, all seriousness. Um, look, part of me really feels for the bloke. Yeah, I, I know. Struggling. Yeah, yeah, I know what head noise yeah. is like when when you're not making runs. Uh, when you're the Australian Test opener, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, he, I can't imagine. And he hasn't. He doesn't have the really the form either, and um, the shield as well. He just hasn't had runs of balls. He very much he was handpicked by Warner to be his partner in the opener, but not just not just Warner obviously advocated for him. But time. Cricket Australia obviously sees something. The, the board of selectors sees something. Mm. Uh, be mm. interesting, and they hate Usman, so <laughs> that's probably the big big one in there. There is there is something weird going on with yeah. with Uzi and the selectors. Has eight Test centuries at an average of forty, nearly forty three. Well, you'd you'd think after. Depending what happens in the rest of this test and what happens uh, in the second innings, if Australia gets to that point, well, well is he going to have a chance to prove himself? Like yeah, there's exactly. a lot of runs, in, yep. you know, on the board there for the Aussies and England currently one for twelve. What's what's what was his score in that second innings? Did he get five? He was, oh, he was not out for not much. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's got like three, five, and three. So uh, not, and I think he's only got past twenty once in his opening starts. So. Um, doesn't he have had, a great record. He had uh, an unbeaten nine of ten, striking at ninety. Thank you very much. <laughs> just needs to think. It's it's. We need twenty runs each time. We just <laughs> yeah. need yeah. twenty. We just need twenty. Uh, look, I'm I'm rooting for him. I root, I want him to do well. Mm. I can't imagine what it's like to have every dickhead that you know can't make runs in Sunday social cricket. You know, speculating and and calling for your head. Uh, I I, I want to see him do well. Uh, the more kind of logical, you know. Fact-based uh, part of my brain kind of says, "Well, there's a lot of guys there banging down the door." So, yeah. be interesting to see: will he get and a chance in the second innings? And probably, uh, probably, and, and what does Cricket Australia do? Yeah, and probably, luckily for him, uh, he hasn't had to uh, been relied on that much when you've got guys like Warner, uh, Labuschagne, and uh, Steve Smith all getting very close to hundreds, all turning up in the case of the loose bus change. So, well, loose bus change and smudge. They were trying to think of blokes that, uh, as a batting partnership, average more combined. Mm. And they were looking at Bradman. Uh, did, did anyone that Bradman batted with consistently? And you just had to find guys that kind of, you know, averaged 35 and batted with with Bradman. Because both these blokes averaging over 60, it's kind of unprecedented yeah. for, yeah. for both those guys to, to be making that many runs. Uh, definitely no qualms with the Australian middle order at, at the moment. No, not at all. Going back to Josh Butler, uh, mm-hmm. took that screamer off Marcus Harris. It's a funny game, cricket, isn't it? You you can't buy a run, you know. You you got pressure, and Butler takes a catch like that, and then he drops two absolute dollies, especially that 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 second one um, off Labuschagne. Well, the last one right at the end right of the night. Yeah, late late last night, Labuschagne uh, in his in the early nineties, mm-hmm. uh, just standard. One step to his right, oh, che- perf- you know, chest height, chest below chest height, should, sh- should that be up eating that up. Yeah. Uh, tough, tough uh, times there for the for the English wicketkeeper. 
uh, a little bit of conjecture today. Is he the best gloveman in England? I think probably the obvious answer is no. What are your thoughts, boys? Do you pick because batting wise, especially white ball? I know this is a different ball game, but mm. we see, we've seen what he can do uh, in in white ball cricket. Does being an excellent stick justify you being a kind of mediocre gloveman? Where where do you draw the line there? Uh, to, to, well, it's it's value to the team. So mm. if you're if you're getting you know fifties as as like an average, or you 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 you're batting really well, yeah. then yeah, you're going to take a mediocre uh, gloveman in that regards. If yeah. you're not... Josh Butler's average. Yeah, if you're not, and it's like he's averaging, you know, 10, 20, uh, pretty low, uh, you know, goes out there, whacks it a bit and then gets out. Mm. Uh, and then he's dropping sitters like that, um, which in the end, well, the last one in the end didn't cost him too much because Labashan got out. Uh, only made 12 more. Yes, but, yes. But it did, the earlier didn't cost them in this one, but that, I think uh, I heard on ABC Grandstand today, shout out to Ian Chappell, an absolute mop. Um, <laughs> uh, runs since Butler's dropped someone, 100. Yeah. So, fa- so far, this, this series, so he's yeah. cost them 100. So Jeez. that's that's probably the difference you kind of work out. Is, is, um, he's going to go the difference and make guns pretty exactly. consistently yeah. if you're going to drop dollies, aren't you? Yeah, if you're going to drop it and they go on and score 100 runs, well, you need to go out and make up for that and score 100. So if, if that difference is not, uh, you know, uh, clearly managed, like coming out to parity mm. and it's heavily mm. in favour of, say, the opposition, then, yeah, you're not doing your role and you're probably going to be looked to be moved on. Josh yeah. Butler, test so average. So his test average is 33.3. He's That's made it. two centuries, 1850s in a... Five, six, five-year span. No, seven-year span. Jeez, quick, quick math there. Again, <laughs> on my left. Uh, yeah, so 33.3. Uh, that's an excellent average because it does make this quick math easy. Uh, so mm. each drop catch, uh, he's costing three, you know, it's costing him three times what yeah, his what average is. Mm. Um, so in that case, can't be dropping part. Can't be dropping the ball. No, has to eat them up. Has to eat them up. Alas, uh, we, we do get to... This England second innings, uh, which we will watch throughout the potty, uh, but Australia well in to- well on top rather uh, in this in this uh, mm-hmm. Ashes series. India, what's our news with Virat? Uh, ODI captaincy gone. Yeah, well, uh, more the circumstances because I think um, it happened a couple of weeks ago where they actually made. Well, the decision was made that he was stepping down as the white ball format. But yeah, it, it was speculation, I suppose, yeah. more than decision mm. and I think, at, that, uh, at that stage. I'm not so sure what the situation was, but Virat kind of came out during the week and said, you know, I said I was stepping down from T20. Um, I told the BCCI mm-hmm. um, that was going to be the case. You know, a couple of hours went by and then they called me back to say, um, yeah, all good uh, and, you know, you're not going to be the captain for uh, the one-day squad. And I think he was like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, fuck you guys, you really haven't communicated <laughs> to me what, what the reasoning or anything like that. Mm. I think they were kind of the, the, the selectors that were very much thinking about uh, let's have a white ball specialist captain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what they're after, but Rohit to take Rohit Sharma to take both, yeah to take uh, uh, to take over essentially, but both skippers. I, I think it was more the disrespect to the long term time captain, mm-hmm. and wasn't kind of a you know simple change in the guard, kind of working that in. It was more hey, you've given one up, we're going to take the other one off you, um, with no real communication for any reasoning why. Seems to be so a common theme uh, of, you know, what we've seen down, cut through. D- mm. yes. down under with boards, boards uh, happy to 
hang out uh, former captains out to dry it, as yeah. Hamid has just left a, uh, a pink rock over his off stump there from Mitchell Stark. Great leave. Mm. Um, Any news there, Jim? Yeah, so I'm just looking at reports here. So, yeah, he was he was contacted uh, 90 minutes before the announcement was made. Mm-hmm. Um, so selectors did give him the heads up beforehand. But, again, not that not too much time beforehand. And apparently it was just one line right at the end of their press release. It was like they just tried to slip it in slip there. Slip it in there. By the way, the most famous <laughs> man in <laughs> India is not the uh, yeah. captain. That's it. Yeah, so he could created a bit of uproar, of course, with all mm. the big Indian fans um, and with all the media and stuff like Well, he's a huge... I mean, yeah, you go ask your wife uh, tomorrow, who is the Prime Minister of India? And uh, see if they can answer that. And then you ask him who is Virat Kohli and I'm sure they'll be able to give you an answer. Uh, Maybe not my wife, but yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose Maybe mine because I bore her to death with all the cricket chat. How was your day? Yeah. Oh, well, well, you know. Yeah, Golly was out there hitting runs again. That's right. That's it. Well, um, we haven't had that conversation for quite some time, <laughs> mind you. I suppose it's all speculation, but you'd think that the um, BCCI would want to keep this pretty low-key particularly in terms of, like, the locker room, just try and keep media attention away from yeah, it. But I think that was the idea. Trying but to, but, but you, trying to with shuffle Coley, you can't do that sort of stuff. Just Coley, sh- sh- cricket, India. <laughs> Low-key, none of that yeah. None of that plays into yeah. those three words oh, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Look so at this. Yeah. Four slips in a gully. Oh, this is test cricket, boys. <laughs> Go ball. Got him on the ropes. Got to move that ball around early and see what we can get. Get a couple before the... Imagine if Jai takes three or four while we're watching. We will find (laughs) out shortly. Uh, I don't don't think we're allowed to put on that on the internet if that happens. Mm, Yeah. Uh, You can. uh, I've seen a few videos. uh, If um, we're on the same channel here. This might be behind a tube. I need to subscribe to something. A different kind of tube, if you will. Yeah, there's no hub in this name. (laughs) You hub? uh, Cricket hub? Dribble hub? Dribble hub. There you go. Jai hub. (laughs) Uh, Definitely dribble. Uh, yes. Big Bash, uh, a, a much better week, I thought. Mm, uh, well, a lot of runs scored. Yeah, a lot of runs. The The first week, for mine, a little lacklustre. A little lacklustre. Mm-hmm. We spoke about the Australia A uh, game going concurrently, concurrently, co-currently, with, yeah. with, the, uh, with the Brisbane test. Uh, you know, that obviously sucks 11 of, uh, of your biggest stars in the Big Bash out of the format. Uh, this week we saw hundreds from big names, Mitch Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, and Josh Phillippe just one off, one off, and he hit the winning runs with a six. <laughs> yeah. He hit the winning runs with a six, ninety nine not. Yeah. Uh, well, it kind of made Maxwell's hundred irrelevant in that game as well. Yeah, well <laughs> how many times you score a hundred in a T Twenty game and lose? We did see it a couple times in the IPL, uh, but it, it helps when the opposition quite a rarity. has Phillippe and he scores ninety nine. So he. Is He's been unreal so far to start the season. Well, the so. Shield season, unbelievable. And now following it up with Big Bash. I've said it on the Esky before. I'll say it again. We'll play a lot of cricket for Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, unbelievable talent. Uh, Monks, if you wouldn't mind just bringing up a ladder there. Uh, the Sixers, they're looking good. That three-peat uh, possibly on the cards. Obviously, cricket is a fickle game. Uh, just, you know, if you... if you, uh, I was just reading your last dot point there about Western Australia. Oh, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> we, shall, we'll get to that we shall get to that in just a second. Um, yeah, the Sydney Sixers, they're looking good. They're, they're three wins, one loss on top of that 
uh, big bash table. The Perth Scorchers uh, just well, behind, undefeated so behind them, so. undefeated. Always good. One game behind as well at the moment. A game behind. Can't play games at home. Yeah, so that was, that was kind of the big news uh, with uh, Western Australia being, of course, the West of Australia, mm. uh, locking their borders to the rest of the country. Mm. Um, the independent state of Western Australia. Yeah, the yeah. annexed state. Yeah, very much. Self-annexed. Uh, what's a comparison? Like the Texas is to the US? So. No, I'll, no, I'd say Alaska. Look, it's 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 so far removed. I would have thought Alaska's more like Tasmania, but anyway. Yeah, well... Uh, anyways, this yeah, is yeah. really clutching at straws. Geography on the esky. Um, yeah. so Actually, quite a strong suit of mine, <laughs> yes, geography. Yes. You can ask me some uh, capitals <laughs> after, the, uh, <laughs> after the show, if you will. Madagascar and Tananarivo. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Mark McGowan, as I like to call him, Mark McCoward. Uh, yep. Shout out to the Facebook comments that gave me that one this week. Uh, yeah, he said that the Perth Scorchers aren't allowed to play home games. Well, shut the border. So essentially they can't come in and out willy-nilly, which we're, which of the league is like, well, I can't I can't send other teams over there because we can't do the quarantine. Mm-hmm. We can't do it. Like, we can't do all that. So sorry, Perth Scorchers, you can't play any home games this mm. year. Sucks for Perth fans. They lost the test already. Mm. Um, yep. So, yep. yeah, not a lot of major sport happening in Western Australia. So apparently, see your future. A lot of this is stemmed from the A-League. So the Perth Glory, they had a case of COVID. Mm. So because of that, um, their whole team has to pretty much go into quarantine yep. all through Christmas. Yep. Um, and, yeah, now Mark McGowan... Mark McGowan says no. Says no, no sport. Yes. That really sl- like silent. Like you didn't want to say it, like Mark, Mark McGowan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. Mark McGowan. He's a mop. He's a mop. <laughs> He's an absolute mop. Uh, and you know what? Yeah. Hilt- shout out to Hilltop Hoods. They got a song about Adelaide, 1955. How Adelaide stuck in 1955. They wrote it about the Fucking city. <laughs> it's Perth that's stuck in 1955. They're scared of everything. You know, the, the Russians, oh, the Russians, oh, nuclear warfare. Oh, let's all be scared. Let's all be scared. That is the way that WA's been run at the moment. The poor cricket fans of Western Australia, I did see a very, yeah, I'll say cute uh, video of, uh, it is. it was a, a teenage Boy, but quite reminiscent of myself as a teenager. He's a he lives in Hobart. He's got all these Hobart Hurricanes gear. He's in his Cricket Australia shirt, and he's going absolutely mad on TikTok. <laughs> yes, Cricket Australia. Yes, you've made the right decision. You made the right decision. Absolutely pumped. Probably be at all five days. Uh, so the people of Tas- well, Tasmania. I'm pretty sure the Scorchers as well have been based out of Tasmania of late as well. well what, so that, they're playing a lot of games. Is that what they're going to do? Is that going to be their home ground? I th- well, I think they're going to play a fair portion of their games this season out of Tasmania as well, which is a big get for, for Hobart. Interesting, because that Scorchers team is legitimately stacked. Yeah, well, like, undefeated, got one of the best run rates there currently. So That bowling attack. Mm. They, they made the final last year, didn't they? It was they, Sixers. Ooh, you're testing me here. Was it Sixers Scorchers? And Scorchers lost? I don't think so. Max, you're going to have to work double time here. Yeah. Oh, jeez. This shows how much attention we pay to the Big Bash League. It, look, we, I do love a bit of T20 cricket, but when there's a, when there's a 130-year-old competition on, you know, which inspires emotions that you shouldn't probably feel as a 30-year-old <laughs> man, um, when that's on... <laughs> The big bash kind of, you know, it's it, secondary, and it is exactly like, it, it becomes a bit of a long season as well across the summer. Yeah, um, by the end of it, you're kind of drawn out, and you've already 
Like, oh, I've already gone through five test cricket. Um, we got fucked by any of this season. Like, hopefully next year when the Ashes happen, it'll go better. Like, yeah, it, it can become uh, the back of the mind and trying to forget the Gabba test. Are you um, suggesting that you were crying yourself to sleep a little bit? Uh, I know you were, so. <laughs> I'm passionate. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll come in and try <laughs> and get over it. Uh, Monks, did you get um, us a... Competition. What was the final last year? Yep. So, yeah. I thought it was. Um, and I don't think there's been any announcement as to where Perth uh, Scorchers will play their home games yet. Mm. So, we'll keep an eye on that. The 1955 Scorchers. Speaking of 1955, uh, with and speaking of Mops, Ian Chapel. <laughs> boys, I know. Is, is he there with the Lizards? Or was he there with Buzz and. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> he's, he's gone to official Buzz Rothfield status. Congratulations, Ian. <laughs> Ian, meet Buzz. Buzz, Ian. Uh, absolute mop. God, it's hard to listen to this man. Obviously an accomplished cricketer. Uh, not the best cricketer in his family. Uh, I'm the best cricketer in my family. Do, do, you, do you think it's changed over time? Do you think early 2000s? Yes, like he was I, better I agree. He's getting content. grumpier and grumpier and grumpier. <laughs> he's getting older. Uh, he's getting older and older and older. Today, Marnus Labashane scores 100 and... Ian Chappell goes on a five-minute rant about how him and Steve Smith spent too long celebrating the 100. Then, then, after that, after that, uh, a a no-ball from Ollie Robinson dismisses, inverted commas, dismisses (laughs) Marnus Labashain. He takes his time walking off the ground. Ian Chappell whinges about that. He's taking his time. Uh, Have a listen here, you dinosaur. He's looking up at that big screen, which probably wasn't invented when you were fucking around. Uh, and and he's looking to see if there was a front foot no ball, which turns out there was, oh, and he went back out and made another solid one run. Uh, and and all, all this man can do is take a positive and turn it into a negative. He's my mop of the week. That may be, that might be a new segment on the Esky, the mop of the week. Ian Chapel, congratulations. You're a mop. Yes. Well, we do need plenty of mops to, to pick up all our dribble. Uh, but yes, Ian Chapel was the mop of the week for us. Like just, be, like just pat someone on the back. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, it's not that It's not he, that He's faced over 300 yeah. balls to get to that 100. Like, he's been there for fucking forever. And he fought it out. Yeah. Like, it was a hard – it wasn't, you know, he's been 50 balls. He's just smashed it. He's done it in half an hour. Like, he's been he's been slow, like a hard slog working his way to work. Patient. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. All the things that imagine, Chappell didn't have. Um, well, he, he was pretty handy. He just, you know. When no, I meant like as in patience. He didn't have the patience in, in this regard. Oh, yeah, yeah. As <laughs> yeah as just as let it. him celebrate and, um, you know, stop being the old white. Wow. <laughs> Brought race into your question. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah a, it's the your old race, white. So you no, can no. I'll say yours because I'll, I'll take the eye tires. <laughs> I meant the, my comparison, you know, the old whites in the NFL and their, their direction. Uh, I'm, with the you, same I'm, with co- I'm using the same comparison here in the cricket. Speaking of Italians, do you know that Donald Bradman had Italian blood? Look that shit up. That is true. That is How true. much percentage? <laughs> oh, We're talking like 10%. A 16, like, a, like, a, like a very very little bit. Look it up. Donald Bradman, Italian. Uh, right. I was arguing with a few of the, the boys this weekend. You know, they were saying, what, what have Italians uh, achieved in the cricketing you read? And I said, uh, hello, Tasmanian fucking Michael DiVenuto, uh, you know, cricketing superstar. Yeah. Uh, you know, the list kind of runs a little thin <laughs> after that. Uh, yeah. after that. Uh, one wonders where Philippi comes from, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Anyways, Don Bradman, Italian heritage. Have a look. So his great-grandfather, Emmanuel... Danero. Yep, there you go. One of the first 
Italians to migrate into Australia in 1826. Well, he's the Don. Donaldo Bradmano. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very good at the cricket. Monks, can you get us the final score in the Ashes? Uh, and I think that'll finish up the cricket before we jump in the NFL. What are we... Did I see a two there? Or my two for <laughs> fifty. We, we had it. the fucking big bash standings <laughs> up and we missed a wicket. Yeah, and well, Joe, Joe wrote in there, do you just want to scroll that back a little bit to the dub? Yeah, thank you. <sighs> fucking big bash. Oh, oh, Jai Richardson's first as well by the looks of it. Yeah, it does look like Jai Ho. Oh, you've gone yeah. right back. This is the first, first one. It is. It is it we is. can watch your Burns yeah, get out. Let's watch it again. Burns get out. There we go. Oh, yep. that's a good rock, mate. That's rock. a good rock. Made him play, swinging away from the left yeah, hand. Skip, skip smudge goes, nom, nom, nom. That's Christmas. What do we got here? Let's Hamid, Hamid. Yeah, just hit the 15 and then we'll, go, we'll jump through. Excellent listening here. Excellent listening. Uh, boys, they're in strife. Well, we're the two, two for 15, aren't they? Two for 15. Follow on will be 290 odd. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, they'll see out the night. We'll. we'll They'll definitely. <laughs> you confident? <laughs> there's, there's an hour's play left. I hope they see it at the night. Yeah, I hope. I hope they'll see it at the night. And, you got to hope. Um, go, go a couple more monks on the fifteens. Um, it's. It's going to be this over, right? No, nah, there could be another over in between that or not. They're one for twelve at the moment. Uh, this is stunning listening. Yeah. Like, like, oh, we'll, let's just we'll, let it play. Let's just let it play and uh, and see what happens. Uh, yeah, boys. This is. Is this going to be five zip? Do you think? Well, I, I saw a comment in our live stream that said that Australia was going to win this five zip, um, and they were actually looking for a Roy Burns versus Joe Burns um, head to head, probably for worst uh, open. <laughs> You'll look alike, but I, I think Joe's probably going to do better than Roy is. <laughs> anyway, worse. <laughs> Can I have Joe Burns test average, please? Joe Burns did himself a solid. I could, couldn't make the Australian A team. Yeah, but maybe moved, he's a bit old. Maybe they've so. moved on. Well, yeah, yeah. and I'm sorry if we're repeating ourselves, but Joe Burns, mm. Sean Marsh, Moises mm. Enriques, uh, all overlooked for true, true. So yeah, definitely looking at youth. He does look like me a little bit. Doesn't he? <laughs> Strange. <laughs> Wish I could bat like him. Call it thirty-seven. Yep. Call it. Not too bad. It's a better average than Harris has. So. Yeah, and it's a better average yeah. than every English batsman not named Joe Root. You can fact check that if you want. Uh, the Richies. The Richies are there. Oh, last night mm-hmm. it finished for – it was so close to, to finishing on, two for on the Richie score. It yeah. was two for 221. There was one off being, skip, skip James. being a, a uh, Richie score. You'll know when it comes up. Yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep going. Oh, maybe it was Nessus for us. Imagine that. Into the attack early. Oh. oh left that. Hamid, Hamid <laughs> backing away very late. Like the ball goes though. over the stumps. They've called a dead ball. Keeps giving. <laughs> what about they were showing that Drongo before standing behind the sight screen on <laughs> oh, on, yeah. on the phone, <laughs> smashing, s- smashing a 3.5% warm beer. Oh, there you go. It is Nisa. Yes. And he's first over as well. How good. Here we go. Oh, Oh. spooned it. Just spooned it straight to to Mitchell Stark at a short-ish mid-on. Michael Nisa gets a a, a wicket in his (laughs) second test delivery. Unbelievable scenes. Oh, Oh, wow. How good. 
Great uh, job, great job taking out the captain with with the COVID there, Nice. All, <laughs> all, all those, uh, all that blood, sweat, and tears uh, put into the nets, and yeah. and he's got a pole with his second test delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Get us a live score, James. I think we're probably roughly two for fifteen. It was two fifteen a couple of minutes ago. So imagine, imagine you get live. So we got we got the both <laughs> three, 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 three. We got the oh. the two debutons on currently um, in Richard, Richardson Richardson and Nisa. Richardson had a had a run taken off him yet. Oh, that one. 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 Yeah. And four overs just bowled. Then. <laughs> four, four overs bowled and Richardson's gone for his first run. Yeah. Root, what was that? Four from eight as well. So most probably the most positive of the lot so far. And that didn't look too bad. Just picked out head as the fielder. Good fielding there. He's he's the only batsman that, that gives you any kind of grief as an as an Australian supporter, doesn't he? Yep. Old Root sixty six, get your kicks. Um Get your ton is what he would be thinking. He'll get them out of this absolute hole. Two for 16. Needs to. Needs to, needs to. We'll keep an eye on that as the podcast goes uh, on, but we will wrap up, conclude our cricket chat uh, for this evening. Uh, Let's go into the NFL, one of the weirdest segues in the (laughs) podcasting world, but two sports that we quite enjoy and uh, at a really good time of the year in December. The Coco, as aforementioned. We alluded to it. If 75 on Wednesday, 100 the next day, 125. That's The number's going up. Rams heavily affected. Von Miller got on the list today as a yes, big name. Yes. The Lions last week were missing almost a third of their starters against Denver. Uh, the Browns are getting absolutely fucked this week. Um, they've got their third star, third string quarterback in Nick Mullins, which is not a bad third string quarterback for them. He's going to be their starter. He's, oh, he's got the start, Nick Yeah, Mullins. yeah, because Keenum, se- Keenum and Mayfield both out. But, you know, the NFL don't give a fuck. They just, the TV money, all that matters, so games will go ahead Monitor. irrespective. Um, hey, if, <laughs> if, if they're going to let Denver play a wide receiver margin, quarterback, they're going to they're gonna play all the games. So uh, that's – besides that, they've changed a whole bunch of protocols um, – uh, for testing and for their process, unvaccinated players will come back faster, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so the league's trying to deal with that situation. But the the big news was good old Urban Meyer. Uh, he got fired yeah. after 13 games mm-hmm. for the Jags. It had a five-year contract. didn't last the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really came to light. I think there was uh, a new story article released that Trevor Lawrence was saying, we've got to stop the off-field drama, et cetera, et cetera. Ten minutes later, an, another article dropped about how Josh Lambeau, the former kicker for the Jags, had talked about how uh, in warm-ups uh, during one of their games, Meyer came up to him and kicked him and said, you better make your fucking kips, kicks, dipshit. Um, so, you know, drama yeah. there. Uh, that, was even, well, that was like preseason as well. So yeah. Yeah. this has been going on from way back at the start of the season when he yeah. first. Shit culture. Yeah, that's big time. Just lost stuff. the locker room. Uh, yeah. Big shout out to Pat McAfee, kind of saying, "Hey, if, if that happened to me in a warm up, me and Vinny were probably throwing hands." So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Vinny uh, Testaverde, <laughs> no, um, Vinatieri. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, kicker Vinatieri, <laughs> and he's the best <laughs> kicker to ever play the game. Well, probably just as old as Testaverde, true, as well. yeah, true. and Pat McAfee's uh, teammates. So that's that's where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> McAfee and Vinatieri. There you go. Mm. So back of the Colts. Yeah, with that, owner Khan, um, he came out and uh, well released a statement like, "This is not what we want." Um, 
we'll get yeah, sacked. We don't want our coach kicking our players. <laughs> yeah, like for the sake of all the, the drama, um, you know, the, the yeah. besides the poor record, the new Jags were going to be bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the open com- competition with him and with Lawrence and Minshew through preseason kind of took yeah. away from Lawrence. The team Tebow. Yeah, all the shit that happened in the Ohio. The Ohio stuff, off yes. The, off um, the field. Off the field. And then this is the latest thing. And, you know, the Mike Vrabel handshake after the game last week. Like, oh, dirty. Dirty. Yeah. And Vrabel used to be an understudy to Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it sounds, it sounds uh, like not, Meyer said... Have a look. Vrabel and Meyer, they yeah. do have some history. Yeah. Um, Meyer reportedly... You know, weekly would tell his assistant coaches they were well, – that's a big lightning in the background there. Mm. Uh, assistant coaches, they would be fired on a, almost a weekly basis. Um, but they're all bums. Uh, where, where have they ever won? They don't have a winning record like I do, um, considering uh, he's had more losses this season than he had his entire college, co- career. Coach, mm. college career. Like, mm. Mm. Um, But, you know, called a different beast to the NFL. The NFL will chew you out, up and spit you out. So – Maya Dunn, uh, I think they asked uh, money to check who the interim head coach is. I think it's Brian. B- Byron. Byron. Byron Leftwich, yeah. No, no, no. Byron Leftwich is. Uh, I'll get to that. No, it's Brian McDowley or something like that. Is the interim head coach, one of the assistants there. Um, the, co- the media told him that depending on his record, he could have a better winning percentage uh, to end the season than Maya had. And he didn't answer that question. He just smiled and. Uh, <laughs> That's a trap. Moving. Yeah, big time for Star Wars. It's a trap. Yeah. It's a trap. Don't answer <laughs> yeah. that shit. So the Brian Leftwich bit was then, uh, you know, very early on talking about head coaches uh, for, um, as the Australian team actually has gone off the field after yeah, that lightning, lightning, so they're going to postpone lightning. play, which is a bit unfortunate. Huge for England. They're going to love that. Conspiracy theory, England uh, called God to, <laughs> to start lightning to, get to save them from, from tonight's misery. I wonder if they'll come back out. Lightning, yeah. Lightning got? delay usually takes, you know, I half think, an hour. Yeah, hour, and so. that, and we've got about forty-five minutes of possible gameplay left. Yeah, so, so that could be the day could be done. Done. Uh, so head coaching search. They changed the rules for head coaching, so you can start interviewing within the first last two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. The Jags will get a head start on everyone. Um, so people that have already been talking about. Brian Leftwich being the obvious obvious one, mm-hmm. current OC for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, working with Tom Brady. Um, if you want to, uh, you know, boost Trevor Lawrence, try to up his skills and you know try to build him up, etc. Uh, maybe that's a good fit. Also completes mm-hmm. the circle, of course, being there. I think he was four years. Um, the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars after getting drafted by them. Uh, interesting. That's uh, pretty good off the top of your head there, yeah. I might, o- I might have looked this up a little bit. 03 to 06, four uh, years. Interesting that the Ravens were going to draft him and we're going to trade with Minnesota, but they, I think, well, Minnesota, uh, no, the Ravens took too long, so they defaulted on their pick. So Minnesota had to make a pick and then the pick after, the Jags actually picked them. So you know how the you know they have a, a clock, they got a pick within that time frame? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't meet the clock, <laughs> meet the, clock the clock ran out on them. So he ended up going to Jacksonville and... Right. Had a um, mediocre, mediocre, uninspiring kind of <laughs> career, and then kind of flamed out of league. Really found himself as an offensive coordinator yeah, though, been killing it. after having a you know excellent college career at Marshall, and mm-hmm. 
I think there's even a movie about that. Um, and, uh, current uh, Buccaneers offensive coordinator, so has a Super Bowl ring. Yes. Uh, it'd be nice to call plays for Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Robert Gronkowski, Chris yeah. Godwin, Antonio well, Brown. Makes it easy for yeah. you. <laughs> you know what I just say? Uh, you guys go do you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, it's a big lightning. It isn't it? Yeah. Big plane flying Plane in the background. Um, Absolute scenes down there. In so a few other options have been already thrown out. There was Jim Catewell, who was the Lions head coach. Um, the last yep. Lions head coach to take the Lions to the playoffs. He did it for two years. I actually had a above 500 percentage, I think, as Lions head coach. Um, uh, Jim, Cal- Jim Caldwell. Caldwell. Um, Hasn't been in the league for... He's currently For coaching college, years. I believe, is where he's at. Um, Started coaching in 1977 at Iowa. Jeez. How about that? Uh, formerly, uh, as you mentioned, Detroit Lions. Four-year head coach also at uh, Baltimore, <laughs> Indianapolis, <Mac>. Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Can you refresh that, James? Um, yeah. yeah, so – and Tony Dungy was another one. I don't think nah. he'll, he'll ever, ever leave – his media gig. What, but what would you do if you? Were, I'd rig Tony and say, "Who should I hire?" and then do that. No, <laughs> if you're Tony Dungy and you're getting paid good money to go talk <laughs> and speculate and not have any pressure on you, yeah. would you rather do that job or go be the head coach of one of the biggest shit shows in the NFL? Uh, yeah, I think the the answer is obvious. Yes, um, depends. Uh, Khan's got a lot of money, so maybe if he <laughs> money could be, talks. We've been saying that money so. Talks. And it depends if Tony's got that itch, which I don't think he does because he's been out of the league for a pretty long time uh, in in relative speaking. Uh, so, yeah, I think the league likes the young up-and-coming offensive coordinators. Yeah, it seems to be the way, doesn't uh, it? Brian Leftwich, the history there, Jays, it all kind of connects. Um, Even head coaches, you know, we've seen Sean McVay and uh, Cliff Kingsbury mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. doing things uh, there with the Rams and Cardinals. Uh, so, yeah, maybe well, that opened know, an old Another thing that should I admire, he, he was asked at a press conference after the game of the week about one of his defensive, defensive players, and he, and he was like, yeah, I think he got out a couple of snaps in. I think he played all right. He didn't play. So he didn't even. Oh, know. So he didn't know the guy's name. <laughs> no, he knew he, he knew the guy, but he didn't play any snaps in the game. He didn't actually play, and Urban didn't know. So he hadn't been watching well, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he hadn't been paying that much attention, and then attention, they yeah. asked McVeigh about some situation as a comparison, mm. and he like he, he sharp, oh, super sharp, like photographic memory of absolutely everything that happens. So, yep. you know, complete different situation um, or he, different understanding of where they are in the games. So. Is Urban Meyer the Ian Chapel of the NFL? Uh, a mop. <laughs> yeah, well, this season, yes, yeah. he's been the mop and running joke, unfortunately. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, you see that a lot with, I guess, college football head coaches. That they can't make the, trans- the, NFL, the yeah. transition, can they? The, yeah, the overall has been pretty bad. Um, Harbaugh, I think. Jim, yeah, Jim, Jim Harbaugh was, and what's the Oscar Pete Carroll was the other yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. they're mm. the two like have been really successful. Everyone else, really not so much. Mm. Like even mm. Nick Saban. Uh, didn't do too well for the Dolphins. Mm. Um, yeah. Had like a five below five hundred average, I think, or right around it. So it's a tough. Mm. It's like playing Alabama every week. So it's it's <laughs> tough in the NFL. That's it. What about um, uh, Bill Belichick? Uh, sorry to cut you off there, monks. Uh, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury said during the week uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people have got him as coach of the year, and uh, and Cliff, uh, you know, little played it cool. Uh, you know, a little kind of uh, 
you know, uh, modest, modest flex. And he said every year that Bill Belichick is a coach in the NFL, he should be the coach of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty amazing what the Patriots are doing. We'll get to them in a second. We will, yeah. What did you have for us there? Sorry, oh, before sorry. I rudely interrupted. That's all right. So just back on Jags. So um, the offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel, uh, will be interim head coach. So he came across to Jacksonville this year. He was the offensive coordinator for the Lions mm-hmm. for the last couple of years and was interim coach in uh, 2020 for a bit. So a little bit of experience in that interim head coach um, space at least. So, or Daryl yeah. Bevel. Yeah, we'll see what happens next next year, I guess. Makes a good toasted sandwich, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk some footy. Uh, well, well, just quickly on the Poms. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, this is real English conditions now. It's starting to rain in Adelaide. We've got the pretty much everyone's vacated. All the Aussies are fucking sick of it and watching us dominate for two <laughs> two and a half days. And with the whole Barmy Army in there, they're win or lose, they're on the booze. They're all sing, <laughs> they're all singing their high uh, high spirits. Uh, probably haven't been home for two years. Is probably why they're so uh, so happy. <laughs> Um, yeah, unbelievable scenes. The Barmy Army, they just get stuck into those cold, amber, frothy things, don't they? And enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Something that I think that's one thing that uh, that the Australian spectators could possibly uh, emulate a little bit more. Let's uh, talk NFL, week 15. Yep. We've got Saturday night games, Sunday morning games. You can wake up, dust off your hangover. There's back-to-back games. Uh, in the NFL, starting with a big AFC uh, matchup, two potential teams that might be in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders take on the Cleveland Browns. Um, what are you going to skip over Friday Night Football? Yeah, well, I forgot well, about Friday, it. <laughs> Friday Football for us, Thursday night. For I forgot about it because I didn't get to watch a single down. Unlucky. Highlights, though. Let's go back. Apologies, apologies. Rewind. <laughs> Live live <laughs> podcasting. Uh, Chiefs and Chargers did play today. Yep. Uh, my shout out to Ross Big Dog Chilton. Uh, he said, take the overs, take the overs, take the overs. Didn't get a bet on. And the overs did it quite comfortably. The Chiefs now have a seven-game win streak. We spoke last week about Travis Kels and Tyreek Hill yep. being a little quiet the last few weeks. Both got over a ton in this one, so... And uh, Kelsey was like nearly 200, 200. Can you get those numbers up, yeah. please, for today? 160, 190. 191. There you go. 191, two tutters. And what was Tarek Hill? Tarek, sorry, Tarek Hill. He was 100, 142 yards. Bum, 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 I think it's 34. Mahomes threw over 400 as well. 148. Mahomes over 400. Yeah. They needed to as well because Chargers actually got ahead in this. Um, and Yeah, they're all ahead, um, heading into the half. Yeah. Um, Justin Herbert was looking not too bad after throwing an early pick as well. Um, they... Ran the ball pretty much at will as well. I think they averaged over five yards between um, J- uh, Justin Jackson and uh, Austin Eckler. Yep. Yeah, so and Eckler, I think, had a pretty decent game in this. But in the end, it went to overtime. Yeah. They got yeah, it they tied it up at twenty-eight. All the Chiefs chasing in this, um, but then I think they lost the toss and uh, you know can't give Patty Homer Holmes the ball. It goes down down there, scores a touchdown. Actually, I think it was a long long touchdown for Kels and. Uh, Job done. That was it. Yep. Yeah. Thirty-four yard pass. 
Um, Seven in a row for the Chiefs. Uh, it's also well. It's massive for the rest of the AFC West because it leaves everyone else in contention. Because um, yeah, they, they needed the Chargers. Yeah, lose, don't they? Yeah, everyone like Chiefs. Chiefs are probably going to be the one seed coming out of the West. Um, so they're now competing for that wild card spot. So, uh, but Chargers, they still competitive. They mm. are a very good football team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably should talk about uh, the the nasty injury that happened to yeah, their tight end, Donald Parham. Uh, Hate to see it. Not really a contact injury. He was diving in the end zone uh, to try and try and catch uh, a potential touchdown touchdown ball, and he had yeah. kind of one of those whiplash injuries where yeah, well, it kind of he twists and then lands on his back, and then yeah, the back of his head hits the ground pretty head hard. head goes back. I, I had a concussion back in the day uh, from the same thing. Got sacked. Show. Got sacked. Uh, is it concussion? Is it? Beers? Is it a general <laughs> lack of intelligence? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> one could speculate, but who knows? Uh, but anyways, that that whiplash back back of the head hitting hitting the the ground, mm. uh, nasty. And then the he went limp. The poor bloke, which well, you, which you hate to see, he goes off in the neck well, brace. Well, went, stiff as a board. Stiff, he yeah. went stiff. So, which is for all uh, UFC and. Uh, fighting fans are pretty well versed. You know, you can a knockout like that will can potentially you know make you stiff as a board. Mm. And he was, and Eckler kind of came over and touched his arms and was like, "Oh wait, this guy's uh, he's he's fucked." Um, get the coaching staff over here. And yeah, he had some convulsions as well. And oh God, was really yeah. struggling. Like, yeah. yeah, it was bad. And praise all right, but really. Weird injury, considering, of course, he's wearing a helmet, but non-contact, back, non-contact, non-contact yeah. back mm. the head to the ground. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just shows the kind of force these big boys have, mm. uh, especially going to the ground. And, you know, it kind of shows it's why he- back the head strikes are illegal in the UFC because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, it is a very uh, successful area in the body. So, yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully he's all, all right. Yeah, think, um, thinking of him and, his, okay fam- and his family, you know, um, watching yeah. – watching a loved one sort of goes, it was goes through that. Yeah, it is quite distressing. Um, but hopefully there's no structural damage. That's That'll be the first thing that they'll be checking yeah. uh, today um, or overnight over in the US. Um, you know, hopefully that... that the C spine's all intact, and then um, and then you know you can kind of deal with the concussion from there. But um, yeah, shout out to Donald. Um, you know we're thinking of you from from down under. Before we get into Saturday games, we'll just say it looks like the Ashes the the, the game for today has been called done um, for tonight. It's raining and the covers come on, so yeah, all done cricket wise uh, tonight. Closing so, time. Yes. Um, probably saved the the pommies. They'll be quite happy to go to bed tonight. Well, you'd rather um, go out there when the sun's shining and the ball's hooping less, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Probably robbed robbed us of the test. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be all right currently. I tend to agree with that statement yeah. there, Sean. All right, week yeah. fifteen preview. Like Pep said, we'll kick off with the Saturday games. I got it too excited. Saturday, <laughs> Saturday night game, Sunday morning. We got two games. Uh, the Coco game being the Raiders taking on the Browns. Yes, yes. So uh, you mentioned Nick Mullins will be starting quarterback for the Cleveland yes. Browns. Uh, Cream Hunt, I believe, is out as well with an injury. So it looks like it's going to be a heavy dose of the Chub, um, potentially with 3, a thousand carries in this one. <laughs> Can you look up? Uh, 
full chub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Uh, oh, yeah. Ke- Make sure safe search is on. Uh, Case Ke- Keenum, yeah. Case Keenum said we we prefer to have a full, full chub, chub than yeah. a half chub. Some, yeah. Something along those yeah. lines. It's good to have a full chub because he's he's fit and healthy and he's got, he's got a big guy. Yeah. He's got a full Case, chub. Case, of course, knew what he was doing. He 100% knew what was going on. Um, Case. Uh, the the I'd Raiders. Like, I'd like to split a, ca- a case with Case. I reckon the Raiders, on the <laughs> other hand, they did come off an absolute smacking by the Chiefs, and I think they had five turnovers in that match. Yep, yep. Uh, big time. Uh, they got smoked, smoked, smoked uh, like really badly. We, we were kind of thinking take the overs, but we didn't kind of think it would just be the chi- you know the Chiefs just yeah, lit it up, lit it up. Uh, and didn't really have to do too much uh, offensively, like you said. Uh, the Raiders turned the ball over. One bright spark uh, for the Raiders was Hunter Renfro. He had 13 catches for 117 yards and a touchdown. He has 30 catches in his last three games. He's number 12 in fantasy. Yes. Monks, can you find out if Waller is playing? Making your work Ooh, overtime here. That, that's probably me? my last one. because Waller the baller, it's a big in, it's a big out. Uh, yeah, whether I, or not. Uh, I, I was, I'd had tipped... Uh, Cleveland during their week, uh, even in spite of Mayfield being out, because I knew they were going to have a full chub, um, and <laughs> Keenum can definitely hand it off to to uh, Chubb in this one. A full chub, uh, and I'm I'm hoping they've got Nick isolated somewhere, so he's not going to catch anything from anyone else. Because <laughs> they're going to, they're loving it. Yeah, they're going to need they're going to need uh, a full chub in this one. Um, I'm still I'm starting to lean towards the the. The Browns have a lot of people out in this one, mm. but maybe uh, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm sticking with because um, I've got a full chub on in my fantasy team. So uh, I'm yeah. I'm going back in the Browns in this one. Uh, what about you boys? I, I think you should just uh, type in what Sean just said into Google and see what happens. <laughs> full chub fantasy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hard, no, hard, thank you. Hard one here. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Uh, Browns, COVID, hard. I know Baker's copped his, uh, you know, copped his medicine this year, uh, but a third-string quarterback, even with that powerful running game, hard, hard to pull well, off. And the way OBJ's been playing the last couple of weeks, maybe he wasn't the problem. Interesting to see. <laughs> we'll get to the Rams in a second, but OBJ, three touchdowns in three weeks. If you don't mind, at uh, the team that used to play out of St. Louis. Uh, Raiders for mine, although not super confident. Should be a close game. The, again, hate to go back. The stadium is literally Adelaide Oval is empty except for one bay of Barmy Army <laughs> people. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, get their beverages in. Uh, Monks, what yeah. about you? What was your tips um, and odds? Yeah, uh, so quickly on Waller, he is still questionable. Um, hasn't been practicing from reports I can see. Yeah. Um, so like probably chances. game day. Don't like his chances, yeah. Um, so earlier earlier in the week, I had tipped um, the Browns. They were a slight underdog at $2.08. I thought that would be a smoky for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, blown out, hasn't it? Yeah, it has blown out. out. Um, so I have jumped ship and I have backed the Raiders as well. They are favourites at $1.47. Uh, Browns have pushed out to $2.71 at the moment. We do have a line of three and a half. Um, total match points of 38. 38 is nothing. Is nothing. Browns haven't scored points, though. True. Could mm. be a bit They've of They've played weather. two games against the Ravens, though. So Could be a bit of a Famously weather, weather grinding in, games. In Cleveland, but 38 is legitimately 
nothing. Yes. Uh, interesting to see here, uh, courtesy of ESPN uh, Footy Tips. Uh, if you're looking to sponsor our podcast, we are all ears. Um, Actually, yeah, I did notice that a second ago. The Cleveland Browns have 76% of the tips despite being the underdogs. I think that's because uh, that's the Aussie uh, ESPN, so they have no fucking idea what's going on. So. I'm assuming a As lot of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think we're all inside the top 1,000 of that um, yeah, 13,000 league. So, are we? Yeah. And I forgot to do my tips week one. That's pretty good. <laughs> so I kind of – anyway. Uh, the next matchup for Saturday, we've got the Patriots taking on the Colts. Uh, Patriots, of course, nine and four, I think, uh, number one, aren't they? I believe so. so yeah, yes. I believe so. And the Colts have been rising up the ranks after their slow start to mm-hmm. the season. This Col- is the old, you know, AFC uh, – you know, gate, gatekeepers, mm-hmm. if you will, yep. was uh, was the Colts uh, inevitably, off, well, often getting beaten by the Patriots in the AFC Championship yep. game. Brady versus Manning, that's what Brady we're talking about. Brady versus Manning. Uh, that man, Tony Dungy, we spoke about before. Mm-hmm. Dungy versus Belichick. A lot of that, uh, you know, when we were kind of first getting into the league. Obviously, it's 2021. Belichick's still there, but the, the quarterbacks are Mac Jones and Carson Wentz. Uh, but... But two teams that are definitely going in the right direction in the AFC. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this on a Sunday morning. Two teams with stout defenses as well, boys. The Patriots' mm. defense, like their numbers, speak for themselves. Wait. And uh, the Colts, led led by Darius Leonard in in the middle there. Um, we did see that weather affected Buffalo Bills New England Patriots game. Uh, this one will be very different under the roof in Indianapolis. Are we well, we didn't need to talk about, you know, Mac Jones, what was he, two or three to, to win that game? Yep. Nine all, yards. All the, hand, all the handoffs in the world. Yep. Um, that's the game plan the Browns need this week. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, you know. We expect we, this one to be a bit more free-flowing, yeah, a little Bill bit Bale more Bill coach of the year, et cetera, et cetera. I've backed the Patriots because I th- just think they're going in the right direction. And, um I've been all over Mac Jones since draft day, so You've, you're you're a big Mac fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he's doing what we thought that they'd end up doing. Put him in the right situation. Mm. Who did we think would have the best rookie year? We thought it would be Mac, just because of the way that Pat's, Patriots team works. And here we are. They're still nine and four, going to play playoffs. Um, didn't take them too long to retool no. after losing Tom Brady. So yeah, it goes credit to that organization. Indeed, Pat's indeed. for mine for me. I, again, I'm going to go opposite to you. I'm going to go the Colts, I think, under the roof with Jonathan Taylor uh, and that offense. I think that offensively, that's where the Colts might have the advantage. Obviously, we saw the strength of the of the Patriots running game. Uh, guess who else has a good running game? The Indianapolis Colts. I saw that, I think today, I saw in the last... 2,100-something snaps for Quilton Nelsons. He's given up one sack. So He is an wow. absolute fucking beast. Hall and, of Fame career incoming. And let's rewind back to the preseason. We were saying, oh, Carson Wentz and Quinton Nelson were hurt mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. started slow and those guys were hurt playing and, you know, but hurt. Missed, well, missed a couple, but hurt. Yep. And now both those guys are in and guess what? They're winning a lot of football games. So yep. two very, very good football players, especially Quentin Nelson uh, at that left guard position. Monks, you mm. will have the deciding tip in this one. Uh, Patriots or Colts? Yep. Um, I have gone Colts as well. 
they are favourites at $1.71. The Patriots are out at $2.14 at the moment. It's going to be a very close game with a line of two and a half. Uh, and we've got total match points of 45 and a half with Jonathan Taylor anytime touchdown, $1.50. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, he scored fucking 16 touchdowns or, or mm. whatever it is. It is yeah. He does face a very good defense in the Patriots, but yeah, still, that's, that's not too bad. Um, I am quite enjoying that you guys are going opposite to me, so I hope you go opposite in the next one because I've picked the Cowboys to beat the Giants. Yeah, I've got the Cowboys too. <laughs> yeah. uh, the boys, um, they did withstand a little bit of a comeback from Washington football team. Uh, Mars, can you find out for me if uh, the Heineken, the um, Taylor Heineke, is actually playing in this? The, the Heineken? Like yeah, because um, they had Brendan Allen, I think, play a little bit towards the end he of that did, game. Did, yep, yep. Um, and they were a little bit struggling there. So uh, Dak's been a little bit hot and cold of late as well. Um but they're still winning football games and they're mm. nine and four. So Cowboys are doing something all right. Michael Parsons, I think, is up to 12 sacks on the year, something like that. So I, I did hear he might be the first player ever, not not just rookies, first player ever mm. to have over 100 tackles and 15 sacks on the season. The it's way it's crazy. Like his first month, he was averaging 10 tackles a game. And then they've just put, moved his position and he's got a sack every game since then. So it's. Uh, where do you play him next year? Do you, do you take the sack numbers or do you want him as your, your future man inside? Like Maybe, maybe Kim Swiss, Swiss Army knife. We've seen it on the offensive side of the ball. You know, Taysom Hill moves around. Maybe, maybe they can move around to inside and outside. We'll have to see with the creative defensive minds over there what they come up with. It's pretty crazy oh. for a 21-year-old or 22-year-old to be that dominant straight away. We knew he was an elite athlete. Yeah, uh, well, I, don't, out I, I don't think we knew he was going to be this, this good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, to move him into a position where he's probably slightly undersized for mm. as, as an outside linebacker, but he's obviously doing a job. So. Spe- speed, I yeah, think. Definitely. Speed talks at that outside linebacker mm-hmm. position. Having said all that, Giants not going in the right direction. No. Uh, currently um, still trying to get their offensive weapons healthy. Uh, Did Mike Lennon get the start in the end last week? Yeah, I think he did. And that was going to be a question, is Danny Dimes going to play in this one? Um, you don't need to get me an answer on Taylor Heineke quite yet because we'll, we'll save that for Washington. Indeed, um, indeed. So who's quarterback for the Giants? And then your pick, Monks, because Peps and I have gone Cowboys. All right, I'll let you look at, look up Glennon. Uh, yes. I'll sure. Give us your tip. <laughs> try and see. We'll see what's going on. All right, so I have also tipped the Cowboys. Surprise, surprise. Yep, a little bit hard not to, or a little bit hard to pass up on them. Daniel uh, Jones not expected to play this weekend. So who's right. in for him? Glennon, Glennon? I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Mike Glennon, the likely starter against the Giants divisional rival, according to a New York Giants community page. Right. Um, so uh, odds also via Yahoo and Giants.com. Yeah, so <laughs> neck injury is not great. So. No, no. Thinking of Danny Dimes there, Mike Lennon. The big, the big redhead. See if he... Uh, He's got neck issues himself. Um, mm. what, what were the odds on that in your tip, Max? Yeah. Uh, so I've gone Cowboys. They are favourites at $1.18. The Giants are out at $4.95. $1.18 way is very short. Yeah. It is It is very mm. short. What's that line? So line, 10 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Total match points, 44 and a half. Yeah. Don't, yeah, bet, yeah. don't bet on, don't bet on that. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? It'd be a good game to talk about. Oh, the, the game of the, round, the week. The absolute the round, whatever you want to say. The toilet bowl. The toilet bowl. The toilet bowl. <laughs> the official back. toilet bowl. These are these the two worst teams in, in football? Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. Talent wise? I think so. Uh record wise, there's the Lions. Obviously the Lions have a worse uh, record. Yeah. Talent wise. Uh, Texans, I'd say, probably have the worst roster in the league um, just because the Jaguars have uh, football Jesus over there. So they've got at least something to work with. And James James Robinson as well. Like yes. They've got some talent A future. There. Unlike us. Uh, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> so Texans, they did lose uh, to the Hawks. Uh, Davis Mills did throw over 300 yards. Brandon Cooks has still been playing pretty well for them. Yep, yep. Uh, the Jags had... Eight rush yards in total after they benched James Robinson against the Titans, and the Titans did it easy. Unsurprisingly, that was the uh, lowest rushing yards for the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise. Yep. I just said Jacksonville, like yeah. I was oh, Sean Connery. I was giving you a solid pass. Keep going. Sean Connery. Hello, uh, Shevin. Lawrence, football, football Jesus was sharing the love, though, through four picks in this one. Um, but as we said, Uben. Uh, Urban Meyer um, <laughs> did get a fired during. We're, we're all struggling. Um, the beer is on Friday night, boys. Uh, getting stuck in. Mm. Uh, we're just missing out. There's no cricket. Uh, fire a head coach. Good for one win. Pick, pa- the ja- yeah. pick, pick the Jags. That's what I've done here. It tends to lead to a win, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, I'm very concerned about the, the Jaguars on offense. Four picks and eight yards on the ground. Uh, you know what? I'm going the Texans, and I think well, it'll be. Uh, they're going to they're going to feed Robinson this week. They've already kind of alluded to it. He's our starting running back thing. He's going to absolutely get all the carries in this one. Sure. Uh, Honestly, I don't know why we're talking about this game so okay, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the odds will surprise you. The Texans a little bit of juicy value, perhaps even with a line if you wanted uh, at punters. What are the Texans at? Yeah. Um. So my tip in is I've gone Jaguars as well. Jaguars. That's it. That's the one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, spit it out. Keep going. <laughs> uh, non hablo inglese. Uh, por favor. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max. Yeah. So yeah, um, they are favourites. A dollar forty-three. The Texans are out at two dollars eighty-three. So. Um, the bookies out there must know something that we don't know. They tend to, don't they? Yeah, um, especially with such a large gap there. Uh, we do have a line of five, total match points of 49 and a half. 49? 39. Jeez, <laughs> I need my <laughs> eyes checked. Yeah, you do. Uh, Says the accountant on the end. Okay, thir- 39 makes a little bit of how you going. 49, I would say, <laughs> smash that, unders. Yeah. Uh, 49, I'm not too sure. Also, you'd want to bet on this game to make it interesting. <laughs> Titans Steelers boys possibly a little bit more interesting. Uh, the Titans uh, they smack the Jaguars. Smack the aforementioned uh, Jaguars. We mentioned the handshake. We as spoke well. about the salty handshake between Urban Meyer and Mike Vrabel. Uh, I did say in that uh, Titans Jags game I like the unders. I said I don't think the Jaguars have much on offense, and the score is twenty zip. Did I put that? You know, in did a you put that in, Did you put no. that in your multi? No. No, I didn't. I you bet, you bet I, on something else, stupid. So. I thought it, yeah, I thought about it and I lost money on, you know, some $5.28 leg, you know, tr- trying to get myself out of the week to week paycheck kind yeah, of. Yeah, make me a million. Kind of, yeah, that, that kind of gear. 
Uh, the Steelers, they're coming off the long break. They did have that crazy near comeback against the Vikings on Thursday Night Football. Uh, so they'll be well-rested. You'd want that for an orthopedic. Uh, no, or geriatric is the word I'm looking for <laughs> in Ben Roethlisberger. Monks, can you find out TJ Watt's status? Because he did leave that Ooh. game injured. He for was tender. He was tender. But, but I think he he's going to be all right feet. with the rest. Yeah, he was, yeah. He, he was on his feet. Do I think it's going to matter too much in this? Probably not because the Titans are going to pound the absolute shit out of the Steelers. Is my think. They're going to, when I say pound, I mean pound the rock. Um, they're going to run a bunch and see how they go. Maybe TJ Watt helps with that run game a little bit. But I think the Titans will handle the Steelers in this one. Even at home, low scoring. If it's around 40 points, I think unders. Interesting thoughts. The Steelers' defense normally highly regarded. And then Dalvin Cook just goes out and absolutely pulls their pants down. The Minnesota Vikings' <laughs> offensive yep. line, no one really you know, notable uh, on, that, on that offensive line. They did draft the rookie Christian Darasaw. They dominated, absolutely dominated the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I didn't really see that coming. Uh, and then the Titans, a team that loves to pound the rock, that they would have been watching plenty of game tape of, of uh, what happened on Thursday Night Football. I agree. I think the Titans get the job done here, but I expect it to be close. I do expect it to be close. Uh, oh, yeah. That's why I said pump the unders because I think it will just be a grindy kind of battle. Um, either team probably not hitting 20, so I would say it's... They'll probably have a low, like, 40s on the tips, on the odds there, sorry. Max? Yes. What was I going to say? Uh, tip, uh, tip <laughs> and uh, odds and whatnot. Actually, yeah, no, no, I remember what I was going to say uh, before all of that. My name's uh, Burgundy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck um, yourself, San Diego. Yeah, so uh, Rabel was um, oh, defensive um, oh, coach under Myers. Yeah. Yep. Um, back at Ohio State. Ohio oh, State. Yes, that's yeah. it. I knew I had something to say. I think I had that in my brain the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday evening. Like, come on, it's all good. Yeah, I'm on my second Red Bull and I'm still slow, so... <laughs> hasn't changed much. Keep going. Nah, if I'd had two Red Bulls, I'd be like, that's good, squishy. <laughs> um, what were the odds on that? What was your pick? I, yeah, I have picked the Titans. Um, I knew that. Yep, so this is... It's actually kind of close. So Titans are favourites, $1.86. Steelers are out at $1.95. We have a line of one point and total match points of 42.5. Tis quite low. Tis quite low. But I just mm. think if, you, if you're going to want to bet on one, I'd say Anders in that one. It's, it's very low, though. It's in Pittsburgh. It is December. Mm, unders over, as we spoke about it. Uh, oh, at, at uh, avoid uh, if... As much as possible. It's flip a coin. It's flip a coin kind of shit, isn't it? It is. Um, also, TJ Watt, limited practice with his groin injury. Limited probably means he's going to play. Uh, oh, I was going to skip that. Uh, we're coming to uh, a Jets taking on the Dolphins game. Jets being 3-10. and 10, um, Have a little bit of COVID issues. Elijah Moore, who's actually on IR, has COVID. So um, for double, them. Double whammy. Yeah, mm. yes. Um, the Jets did lose to the Saints last week. Uh, interesting. I think I put the note in there. James Winston was the only quarterback to beat the current two number one seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, take that as you will. Thought that was an interesting tidbit. Uh, the Dolphins are six and seven, and they have been ascending a little bit of late as well. Five in a row. Yes. Um, so Zach Wilson probably. Well, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields struggling as rookies. Um, 
unlucky for them, they didn't end up in an organisation like the Patriots, Mac Jones did. Mm-hmm. Um, they do run into a Dolphins team here. I do like some of their talent. I believe Michael Carter is back off injured reserve. But if I double... Big in if, if he's available. Yeah. And I think they got Coleman back from concussion as well. I mean, having said all that, I have still picked the Dolphins. The Dolphins' defense has been absolutely stout. Yeah, uh, especially playing a lot better. I've yeah, too, so. haven't they? I've gone. The, I've gone the Finns. I think they do it quite comfortably. Mm. Uh, speaking of unders, this this might be one to consider as well, depending on what it is. Uh, Max, what do you got for us in terms of injuries, odds, tips, general shit chat, dribble, etc.? Yeah. Uh, what do we say? Yeah, Carter's been full practice. What other names did we throw out before? Uh, Kevin uh, Coleman. Coleman. Coleman's uh, full practice. Yep. Should be good. Yep. Should be good. Should be good. Um, in terms of tips, I have tipped the Dolphins. They are favourites at $1.22. The Jets are out at $4.25 yeah, at the moment. It's way shorter than I thought it would be. It is short, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So we've got a line of 9.5 and, and total match points of 41. Hmm. Again, another game that you might want to bet on to make it interesting. Yeah. Uh, a big divisional matchup between the Washington football team mm-hmm. and the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams are pushing. They're right. They're teetering, if you will. On, you you on might need playoffs. to find the health of both quarterbacks on this because I big. believe Jalen Hurts is back playing in this, so no Minchu Mania. Though he looked really good last week. Didn't he? Um, Uncle Rico. And Hurts has kind of been up and down. He's had you know excellent games and follows up with absolute stinkers. He's very good running the football. Uh, a lot to be d- desired, I suppose. Sometimes passing the ball. Mm. Uh, the the football team had did have four wins on the trot before uh, that. that I, I, that I, pe- Cowboys I picked loss. them against the Cowboys in an upset. It wasn't far off. Week, wasn't far off. Yeah, they st- it was just that first half. Didn't yeah. show. Up, forgot to show up for the first half. Came yep. back a bit in the second. Mm. Did lose McLaurin very early on as well, which yeah, might head, have head um, knock, head knock, which might have you know shell shocked their offense a little bit and had to re- sure. re- yep. redo their strategy. And through halftime, that helped them out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you say, Peps, who have I picked in this? I think I've got Washington. I'll you confirm. like you like Washington, don't you? Oh, I've got Antonio Gibson. I really like Gibson, um, and he got like thirteen carries last week. So uh, in this one, if they've got no McLaurin. Um, and if depending on if the Heineken is playing or not, um, he might also need to get all the carries like um, a full chub was a minute ago. <laughs> I did go Washington. Uh, the odds will surprise you here. I will go the Philadelphia Eagles, but I do not understand these odds. Monk's injury report, please. He's at home, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Jalen Hurts has been limited in practice. Um, so is Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. Um, Fletcher Cox is back full practice. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the Washington quarterback? Yes. So where are we? Um, he is full participation in practice. Very good. So expect to start. Heineke will be going. Heineke, yep. Um, Heineken. Heineken. And McLaurin is... Uh, limited practice, um, but is expected to start. Yeah, if he's getting practice, that means he's probably out of the protocols, which yep. is a good sign. Yep. So that's indeed, good. indeed. That's it, yeah. yeah, check out these odds; they'll surprise you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, my tip for the week is the Eagles. Uh, well, my tip for this game, rather, um, they are favourites. A dollar twenty-one. Did you pick Eagles? 
Dollar twenty. That's way too yeah. short. I'm <laughs> not putting money in there. <laughs> no. What what are the, what are Washington playing? Yeah, the football four, team four is four forty five. Why are they so far out? Like that doesn't make any sense. Don't know. For two teams coming in six and seven, the Washington football team are four and one in the last five. And their defense is is vastly improved. Seems too juicy to me, unless they're worried about something going. I know you're a little bit thrifty when it comes to the punt, but surely that's that's worth mm. a tenner, isn't it? Yeah, four dollars. I think like. so. It seems crazy to me. Um, so, well, just just some facts on this. So, Washington has lost each of their last eight December games against an NFC East opponent, um, and the Eagles have covered the line in the last four of their five games as favourites. Yeah, that's that's just statistics. That doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> mate. That's blasphemy at this end of the table. <laughs> <laughs> roulette, roulette, red and black, red and black. Doesn't matter if it's eight yeah. reds, the chances <laughs> are uh, still 50 50 minus the green. Yes. Uh, a final note on the Washington football team. Uh, we didn't really mention it in the news about Snyder. Um, it did come out during the week that he potentially tried to tamper with the investigation into the, the, the bullying and the culture there. So it looks like a few government committees are going to get involved and potentially. All those emails they didn't release may get released. And uh, Gruden... <laughs> I was going to say, ask only. Gruden. He'll tell you he's been tampering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Gruden won't be the only one to to potentially have a falling here. Hang on, hang on. I've got someone live on the earpiece here. Some breaking news, some breaking news. Dan Snyder is a piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, thank you for confirming what we already knew. Uh, hold on, I've got someone else saying, uh, water is wet. Okay, yes, there we go. <laughs> water is wet. Pepsi will have too many I beers on the podcast. I have water is wet in a while. <laughs> play very ordinary golf tomorrow morning. Yes. Speaking of ordinary, the Arizona Cardinals take on the Detroit Lions. Uh, boys, obviously we're all going to go the Arizona Cardinals yeah. here. Cards by a lot. Uh, did, did drop a game uh, on... Was it Monday night? Uh, Cards lost during the week. Yes, Monday night football. Yeah, uh, losing, can't remember who they played though. Losing the Rams. Rams. That's losing right. Losing track of my games, uh, my days, my words. Um, they did drop from number one seed in the NFC to the third seed. Uh, I expect they get an easy win here. Good to see Kyler Murray back healthy. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, he's healthy. Yep. The Cards uh, are, you know, back and feeling good. Still a big question mark for mine. That record looks immaculate. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, don't expect any dramas here against the Detroit Lions. I'm just, I'm just speculating going forward. Yeah. I, you know, are they an elite team in in the NFC? Time will tell. Yeah, Cards by lot. Uh, Hopkins done for the season is probably the big one. So. Yeah, mm. knee knee strain and ah. well, uh, well done for the regular season. I think if they make deep playoffs, he could potentially be back, but he's going to be done for a little while. They're, shut, they're shutting him down. I'm not not a hundred percent sure on the exact Jeez, strain, but yeah, that's, that's a big one. I was unaware uh, that came out during the week. So mm. expect a lot of AJ Green in the absence of. Um, Hopkins, for that matter. Hasn't AJ Green and Zach Ertz been, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, revamping their their careers this year at that high-powered Arizona Mm -hmm. offense? And James Conner. Yeah, James Conner, big time. And I think they get Edmonds back this week as well. He'd be be very close. James Conner, I think he's on like a one-year... Prove-it deal. Prove-it deal. Like, yeah, 
very little money, and mm. I think he's second in the NFL in touchdowns. He's really fit into that mm. team because I think they needed grit, and he's really given it to them. Um, besides, the, you know, like you said, the flashy, high-powered offense, uh, when they needed the, the tough yards or the, the that greediness, as I mentioned, um, he seems to provide it, and it's, yeah, can really you know put a defense on the their back heels. It's interesting because he's that hard-nosed, short-yardage, goal-line kind of guy, mm. but then also... Do you know who leads the NFL in one-handed catches? Yeah, James Conner. He's been catching and balls. And he pulled one off. He pulled one off on the weekend. Big time. Oh, big time. You know, on, on Monday night against the Rams. Um, yeah, he's he's really rejuvenated his career, and hopefully next year, um, whether or not it's at the Cardinals, uh, someone throws him some big money. Obviously, been through a lot of adversity with um, you know lymphoma, yep. beating that. And uh, you know, resurrecting his career. So shout out to James Connor. He's playing some some good ball. Mm. There's enough mm. talk about this. We all pick cards. What are the odds? Cards, cards, cards. Yep. Well, just on James Connor. So he's not been participating in practice because of his ankle uh-huh. at the end of yes. uh, the Rams game. Um, and Edmund seems to be back this week. Lucky if the timing. If Connor's going to miss a little bit of time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What are what are your odds there? Um, I'll, I'll go off the top of the dome. Cards, dollar ten. Yeah, dollar twelve. Close, dollar fourteen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that Very means close. the lines are out at five dollars eighty. We have a line of eleven and a half. Total match points of forty-seven and a half. Yeah, ignore all that. You know what though? The lines haven't really got dicked that many times this no. year. Just they really struggle to win football oh, games, man. obviously. Except but against Denver, but we'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Panthers taking on the Bills. Mm. Surprisingly, Bills, seven and six. Mm. Uh, the Panthers um, started a little bit all right with uh, Cam Newton and his last two starts, probably post-2015 Cam Newton back, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which hasn't been real great for them. Uh, they've gone 0-11 in the last 11 Cam Newton starts. PJ Walker did come in against the, the cards and did look pretty good. They actually had some good stats there and a, a couple decent drives. Well, that, that game that they won against the Cardinals, PJ Walker had to start, and that was the I'm back game for Yeah, and Cam, Cam, was, Cam, Cam was the pseudo uh, scat back or... Uh, yeah. Wildcat back uh, slash running back. The Taysom Hill, if if you will. Yeah, maybe maybe that's <laughs> his role going forward. I think and I think it should be. Yeah, uh, yeah like yeah. as look, a bit more of a weapon than a, a starter. Um, PJ you know, Walker snap in snap out. PJ Walker probably not an elite NFL uh, quarterback. Punks, Sam Donald, I think, is back from IR as well. So I'm not actually sure he's getting the start in this one, but I did see that during the week. Yeah, speaking do of I, uh, below elite quarterbacks yeah, in the in the NFL. Do I think it matters? Um, Going into Buffalo against the Bills, who uh, now need to really win out to, to solidify their position in the AFC for playoffs. No, I don't. I'm going Buffalo. Buffalo for mine, although big question marks. Uh, maybe less so in this game, mm. but maybe moving forward, they can't run the ball. You, they got no, no, no. Run out. Yeah, yeah. So well, th- they can. Josh, it's just Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to do everything. So when uh, your when your quarterback is leading the rushing column week in week out with forty odd yards, it's not a good thing. Well, I think he got more than that last week as well. My concern is uh, we don't want him to go down that Andrew Luck path because that's very much what ha- Andrew was kind of mm. doing for the Colts. Mm. Um, doing and, it all, and yeah, he ended up a bit banged up in the process. Um, Nelson so Muntz off the Simpsons mm-hmm. had to do it all, threw it to himself. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, Great did comparison. You, did you get an answer <laughs> on quarterbacks for the Panthers for us, James? Um, so Donald has been cleared to return, um, but not yet cleared for contact. So PJ Walker's going to start? I think so, yes. Yeah, okay. Confirmed. Doesn't matter. They don't have CMC. They suck without him. Yep. Bills, yep. Bills, Bills. That's it. Odds? Yep. So odds are Bills favourites, heavy favourites are $1.18. The Panthers are out at $4.90 at the moment. We have a line of 10.5, total match points of 44.5. Some heavy favourites in this one. Mm. So that means we're going to the Sunday late games mm-hmm. and we will – First one there is Bengals taking on the Broncos, both seven and six, both in the hunt. There's a lot of teams in the hunt in the AFC. Um, Denver, of course, coming off that big win, as mentioned, against the Lions, uh, where they ran all over them. Um, I think they well, the running backs had four touchdowns between the two of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Bengals were a bit quiet, and then uh, Chase came alive and Burrow came alive, and they <laughs> managed to score and get that game into overtime, mm. I believe. I can't remember off the top of my head if they won or not. Marks will chase that out there. <laughs> well prepared here, right? aren't we? Tonight? Irrespective. You would have seen the Broncos game. Of course I saw the Broncos game. Mm. And um, uh, my concern, of course, is Teddy's been very quiet passing the ball, mm-hmm. but the running game has been elite. Williams has a sore knee during the week. It's been a little bit limited. Should be right to play. Defense has been pretty good. Um, the, the Bengals are a different beast, though... I think I was a Judas and picked Bengals because I fucking Judas. I can't. I thought 100%. Every time he bucks. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. going with the, the, the reverse psychology strategy here and picking <laughs> the opposition in the hope that Denver wins. So um, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's my plan here. So I have picked the Bengals. They are going into mile high. Um, I do really like a lot of what the Broncos are doing. Potentially maybe a shootout. But who knows? Judas Gould to my right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go the Bengals because I don't have uh, a horse in this race. Uh, however, Broncos defense playing lights out. Pretty good. Running game's good. Maybe just a bit of that quarterback play, as aforementioned, uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Got some pretty elite receiving talent, I think, there. Yeah, I, I, um, I think it'll be, see where we get this year, and then we'll be in the Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson sweepstakes next year. Interesting, interesting, mm. interesting. Well, considering Judas is on my right here, we have two, two <laughs> Bengals. The Bengals did lose to the 49ers last yeah. week. Ah, that's so right. they had a fourth quarter uh, comeback, Come yep. um, and then, yeah, lost in overtime. Yeah, they are really quiet, and then roared back into that game. Mm. Fourth quarter, 14 zip. Yeah, looks like they scored the field goal in overtime uh, for San Fran to only come back and score the touchdown. Yep. Ah, one of those chindigs. I'm glad they changed that rule. It's good. Yeah. I quite like it. Yep. Definitely. Uh, In terms of my tip, I have gone the Broncos. Um, They are favourites at $1.64. They're Denver Broncos. (laughs) They're $1.64 and you can't tip them. He wants to make sure that they win. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very Denver thing. <laughs> uh, the Bengals are out at $2.27. Um, the line is two and a half, so touted to be a close game, and total match points of 44. 44. That might be a slightly bit low. I think both teams can have been scoring points of late. So Weather might be interesting. Weather, big, mm. good point, yeah. In, in December... 
Very, very cooed. I follow a few ski resorts over in our uh, friends across the Pacific Ocean uh, and seems like it was dumping a fair bit. Uh, so whether mm. or not that trickles its way down to Denver. Weather. Um, yeah. Whether the <laughs> weather be hot or whether the weather be cold. Just slap him. Um, <laughs> next match uh, will be the Falcons taking on the, the 49ers, as we mentioned before, getting that win against the Bengals. They themselves are 7-6, and six, taking on the 6-7 and seven Falcons, who are surprisingly almost at 500, considering yeah. the season they've had. Mm. Um, haven't been that great, though, since uh, Ridley's taken his leave of absence. Mm. Um, I did pick the 49ers in this one. George Kittle um, in that battle for best tight end in the league with Kels. Um, Kels uh, responding this week uh, mm. with uh, his resume uh, for who the best tight end is, but they've both been elite in the last month. Um, so I think I'm, I think that's probably the big difference for me. I'm hoping Kyle Pitts does well, but Kittle, 49ers, that's my take. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Uh, hard to see the 49ers dropping this one at home. Uh, like you said, the Falcons, a little bit kind of overs on on what people were expecting you know sitting a touch behind 500 there but uh there at santa clara uh you'd imagine the 49ers have the advantage uh for our american listeners i'm sorry santa clara (laughs) (laughs) makes all the difference (laughs) yes i probably can't understand what the fuck we're saying half the time (laughs) (laughs) your thoughts max that's our problem um yeah, I guess yeah, you can't get past the 49ers um, over on that side of the West Coast. I forgot what I was saying. Um, and yeah, Falcons. Are you okay tonight? I don't know. It's been a long year. <laughs> I'm just happy I'm on holidays now. Yeah. Mm. We're getting um, close to Christmas. We are getting cra- very this close is a to real crawl, crawling <laughs> into it. Just, his legs have been taken out in That's it. Nam. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting real Forrest Gump vibes. Bubba. <laughs> Baba, I can't feel my legs. That's you crawling into Christmas. Oh, uh, it has been a long year. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I like all kinds of shrimp. <laughs> Did you give the odds? I don't like shrimp. Yeah, because otherwise I was going to use that They're as a They're called prawns, actually. They are called prawns over, over here. And you uh, don't throw that's them That's up for dinner, actually. What? Uh, you can barbecue them. Can but they can go very wrong very quickly. You can fry and barbecue and stuff, and put them with pineapple sauce. I can barbecue them pretty all right. Uh, um, that's enough about prawns. Give us those odds. Yeah, forty nine is the favourites. A dollar twenty two. Uh, Falcons are out at out. four dollars thirty five at the moment. Again, a bit short. Take it as you will. Um, we do have a line at nine and a half, and total match points of forty six. Yeah, I don't like any of that. I out of all the ones that uh, supposedly short, I've. I'm more confident in the 49ers getting mm. this job done. Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. I was going to yep. use the long year as a segue for the Seahawks because uh, Alex Connellans is on COVID as well. Mm-hmm. So he's missing out. So we've got Seahawks taking on the Rams. Uh, Penny is going to be their starting run back and was pretty good last week. Uh, I'd say better than pretty good. Yeah. 16 so, for 137, two touchdowns. Tyler Lockett was good. Mm-hmm. DK Metcalf on Monkeys Fantasy's team. Mm. Still a bit quiet. Still very quiet. Five yeah. games and no touchdown. It's all right. Started off this year red hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it it's right. gone very quiet. I've got another receiver. Um, His name's Patterson. Cordero. <laughs> no, don't you mean running back? <laughs> well, in- interesting. Going back to that Falcons 49ers game. I've bet the overs on Cordero Patterson receiving yards the last few weeks, and it's lost. lost. Yeah, he's, he's running, running the ball. ball. He's actually running the he's ball. He's actually running back. Yeah, he's actually a running back. Yeah. 
Who uh, would have known? Yeah. <laughs> known? So back to well. this. <laughs> back to this game of the Rams. Uh, DK will pro- DK will probably get Ramsey um, on him. Uh, be interesting with the Rams team their COVID situation because they got a bunch of defenders like I mentioned before Von Miller on that list that will miss out. If Donald's good, they're good. Yeah, I was going to say, if Donald's good, um, I think that'll be too much for the Seahawks. Their offense has been really good. OBJ's really fit in there as a replacement for Bobby Trees. Mm-hmm. Van Jefferson has yeah, been coming along. very good as speedy wide receiver. Um, and uh, there, so. Cooper Cup is on pace to break all, all, the, the, all, the, all the records. He's he so 13 good. catches yeah. last week, 100-odd yards and a touchdown. Uh, currently leads the league. In long in res- but he's got the holy trinity. Oh yeah, he's got receptions, he's got yards, and, and he's, he's got, got touchdowns, others. and on pace to to get all of those easily. And uh, the the only real question now with the extra mm. game is how many of those records is he going to break? You suspect catches definitely. Mm. You suspect yards maybe, yep. and you suspect touchdowns less likely. But who knows? Probable, mm, definitely probable. Yeah. Having said that, Rams. Rams. Rams down the end there. Yeah, odds. I'm going Rams. Uh, before I get to the odds, Aaron Donald uh, did not participate in practice to well, on Wednesday. Probably protected um, him. He's like, stay away. <laughs> yeah. Don't get the COVID. <laughs> Show up on game day. You seen that bloke with his shirt off? COVID scared of Rigs. Aaron Donald. <laughs> Dead set. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've gone Rams as well. They are favourites. $1.49. The Seahawks are out at $2.66 at the moment. We do have a line of four and total match points of 44 and a half. A line of four. Give me the Rams at home all day, every day. Not often. Four is a bit low for these. Not often confident. Not often confident. Mm. Yes, the Coco is about. It's lurking. Mm. Uh, But I tell you what, if if Stafford, if Cup, if Donald are good to Mm. go, Mm. those three could play and they'd probably be the Seahawks. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm just looking at the Seahawks injury list. There's a lot of names on there. Uh, but, yeah, just going back to Metcalf, he's, again, uh, did not participate uh, foot, foot in back yeah. injuries. So I feel like I think probably. I think more, more of a precautionary. He might be yeah. struggling, though, a little bit banged up. But, uh, yeah, the Rams yeah. minus four. That's that's my tip of the week. Mm. Packers-Ravens. In, sh- in what should be a massive game, but, Monks, can you find out the status of Lamar Jackson for us? Because he did leave the game last week and is it Huntley came in as... Uh, Huntley. Huntley came in as the replacement uh, for him and seemed to do pretty well. Mm. Hurtley's uh, Jalen Hurts' younger brother. Ah, uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting matchup here between NFC and AFC yeah. hopefuls. Uh, the Packers had a very, very strange game. Uh, Slow a, against the Bears, yeah. yeah for a reason, but uh, high, high scoring defense yeah. didn't really show Got up. Got back in that game, special, dominant, two, so. two special teams touchdowns <laughs> for for the Chicago Bears. Um, but the Packers, you know, they just said, "Oh, well, fuck it, I own you." Aaron Rodgers, CEO of the Chicago Bears, forty five <laughs> points. Uh, we'll see you next year to uh, sweep you twice. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But at the Ravens, mm. hard. Mm. They've been trending downwards. They've lost their last two. They were the number one seed in the AFC yes. not not that long ago, uh, and struggling offensively. 
So, mm-hmm. did you get news on Lamar Jackson? Surely a different game. While if, you do that, I just want to say Rogers, Rogers had his toe is a bit limited. I think Aaron Jones had mm. a toe or foot as well, a little bit limited. Yeah, Rogers complaining that his toe is, is quite painful. Yeah, it's, it needs surgery. Said it's, it's broken. Just, yep. It's just whether can I play the rest of the year on it and then get surgery post season, or whether I can fit it in somewhere. He'll be right. That, those immunizations help uh, yeah, big time. Help big time. toes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably a bit of calcium, and he'll be right. So, mm. um, I've picked the Packers in this because I just don't like where the Ravens are. Did you get an answer on Lamar? Um, I did. It's day to day. Not a great answer. No. Uh, which would be a God, huge... That's a dick tease, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a huge out <laughs> if you miss say it. yes or no. Yes or no. Yeah. Uh, so I still like the pack. I yeah, still like the pack, irrespective. Pack here, no Judas. You can yeah. call me Peter. Jesus is most loyal. <laughs> he did also bail on him, I think. <laughs> Monks, we don't need any more biblical history. What was your tips and odds? 2,000 years ago, man. It's fact. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Well, there's, uh, there's yeah. plenty of books floating around that prove it. So, <laughs> <laughs> go miss. All right, Marcus. let's let's keep this ball rolling. I have <laughs> also gone the pack. They are favourites. A dollar thirty nine. The Ravens are out at three dollars and four cents. Um, the line is five and a half, and we've got total match points of forty three and a half. Yeah, Judas here. I'm not happy to punt on that. <laughs> uh, that's way too short at yeah. Baltimore. <laughs> For my liking, uh, especially with a, a question mark around the Aaron's. Uh, mm-hmm. But I tell you what, if they play anything like they did against Chicago, they should be fine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leads into Sunday night football. And we've got the Saints tanking on the Buccaneers. The Saints haven't been the same since the Winston injury and then mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara kind of coming mm-hmm. back. Uh, they mm-hmm. did, of course, win their last game um, over the Jets and Kamara getting all the carries in that 2721 tutter with a few catches thrown in as well. Uh, they are much better with him. Uh, Taysom Hill playing a bit of a running back uh, role, H-back role there too. And we spoke about it. When mm-hmm. Kamara's there, it makes Hill more effective yep. because you've got to think about both of them. You yeah, know? It's, and, and, and it's no, a one-on-one matchup besides the doubling or scheming to take him out of it. And no knock on Mark Ingram, Saints legend, mm-hmm. but... It, it is a different story when a defense has got to account for Kamara and Hill in, in the backfield there. I mentioned before Winston also the only team to beat the two number one seeds with the Bucks being number one. Mm. It is a mm. rematch of that crazy game in week eight, which the Saints won. Mm. A lot has happened mm. since there. Then uh, the Buccaneers are 10-3, and three, only really missing A.B. through his fake COVID uh, vaccination um, fake card. Fake uh, so I think he misses the next two weeks. He's in the nightclub um, and he's 16. What, what did the, the Bucks do last week, Max? Bet the Bills. You catch my They did. No, I didn't. Well, I completely missed it. Yeah. For the man. It's always the way. But they did get the that win, is. as you say, against pretty good, the Bills. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Tom, Tom Gronk, good. Tom Brady. Um, on that streak to potentially being MVP again. Playoff Chris Godwin. Lenny, regular season mm. Lenny. Yeah, Chris Godwin got a lot of ball as well. Oh, that's right, that was the overtime as well. Yes. Yeah. I think the 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 Buck and he is uh, too good for the Saints in this one. I've Brady's seven, 700th touchdown. Yes. 
And yep. did you see they Same. had uh, uh, a buck staffer there ready to receive <laughs> the, ball. the ball before it went into so the crowd? So what's crowd. the go? That, that one no free bitcoins for this so, one. So 600 was obviously regular season and now it's mm. 700 including playoffs. Is that is that the, the yarn there? Yes. Yeah. I think so. I feel like they just make up stuff sometimes, you know. Uh, Tom Brady's got all the records, so it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. Mm. He does. Monks, um, yep. So no Judas, yeah. I'm assuming. No Judas here. Odds, um, favorites. They are heavy. favorites. Uh, yep, a dollar seventeen. The Saints are out at five dollars. Short, short, ten. short. Very short. Danny DeVito night here on the Esky. It is very short. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. At least you picked Danny DeVito. Um, a final match for this round is the Monday Night Football game, where we have the Vikings potentially trying to give up another big lead to the Bears. Uh, the Bears are four and nine. Vikings are six and seven. Uh, Bears, as we mentioned, Justin Fields starting did did score two touchdowns early. Yes, had the lead into the half. Pushed uh, the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, the second half Mm. a little bit lackluster. Yeah, the 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 real Packers showed up and then Mm. played their football and got the win there. I really like what the Vikings do offensively. They've got talent there, and Kirk only has to do so much to get them wins. He's sneaky good, man. He's yeah, sneaky he's good. Sneaky Everyone good. sleeps on Kirk Cousins. He's this sneaky good. is mm. prime time, though, and Kirk prime time is it's, it's not no, as good. I'm aware. I'm aware. Still think they handle the Bears in Chicago. Probably, again, weather going to be cold, which means a heavy dose of Davon Cook. The Windy mind. City, baby. Uh, agreed. I saw what Davon Cook did to that Steelers defense. The Bears defense, uh, you know, not too shabby, but... Uh, Possibly not as good as Pittsburgh. I think the recipe's there. Uh, you know, a, a steady dose of Cook, as you say there, mm. Sean. Uh, I think the Vikes get the job done here and stay in contention in that NFC North. Mm-hmm. All right, finish All right. us off with some tips and odds there, Marks. Yeah, great save, great save. <laughs> I, I don't know how your brain works. Um, who did I tip again? <laughs> I have tips the Vikings. Um, they are favourites of $1.42. The Bears are out $2.89. We have a line of five and a half and total match points of 44. Mm, that'll be weather dependent. Yeah, very weather dependent. Mm. Unders, if anything, for mind. Um, before we scroll down there, James, um, so the last kind of bit of news to finish us off was the Heisman Trophy winner mm-hmm. uh, with Bryce Young from Alabama actually winning that, which is pretty impressive considering some of the quarterbacks of late going through Bama. Uh, he did have over 4,000 passing yards and 43 touchdowns this year with four intercepts. and 10 to 1 ratio touchdowns yeah. and intercepts. Did have potentially two first-round wide receivers on his team, mm-hmm. but so has the previous quarterbacks that played for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, he did finish ahead of Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson from mm-hmm. the tight end from Michigan. Defensive end. Uh, defensive end, sorry. Yes. Um, he looks uh, very um, like a really good specimen coming S- out. Some, some big people, unit. Some people have him going number one next year. Yes. Um, whether the Lions need a defensive end is a, is a good question, uh, but we will see. Uh, Kenny Pickett uh, from the pit uh, from Pittsburgh uh, was also in that conversation. Old fake slide boy. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I believe Pitt's already nominated for the draft. Hutchinson also has already come out and said he will. Young, um, That'd be young I'm not so sure about. I don't think so. Because he's yet. a sophomore. He could mm. go another year. 
Final points here, though. You know, back-to-back Heisman winners uh, for Bama. They did have Devontae Smith last year. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the sixth time they've had schools of back-to-back Baker and Kyler, which is quite interesting. First-round picks as well. Follow that up both as quarterbacks for Mm -hmm. Oklahoma. Um, And then we've got Matt Leonard and Reggie Bush there as well in 04 and 05. And then before that, you've got to go quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. So Bama, obviously very dominant uh, in the, the last few years in college football. Bryce Young wins the Heisman Trophy. Has he elected to go? No. So he's going to play being, another year. Yeah, being a sophomore, he has to play another year. Another year. Yeah, he's yeah. minimum three years, I think. Well, yeah, well, no, you don't have to play the full three years, but you know the... Any back-to-back Heisman chats? Potentially. We'll have to see what... When was the last time that was done? Fuck. Has it, been, has it ever been done? Oh, back-to-back... Well, Peyton missed out on his, so no. Um, well, not in the last 20 years. I, I, can I, I don't think it's ever been done. No. Marks will chase that one up. No. Yes. All right. Uh, well, that finishes off um, the football, the NFL news for the week. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, your mate, Trent Naden, has asked the questions. Can I get your opinions on Brett Finch? <laughs> Uh, Nathan, if you're watching, thank you. Uh, appreciate that on a Friday night. Uh, I'm going to do a Stephen Smith and let that one go through the keeper. No run there. No run. Uh, obviously, Brett Finch been no. in the news this week for the wrong reasons. Uh, All of the wrong reasons. Yeah, not one to speculate here, I must say. Um, yeah, don't want to touch that, to be honest. No. That, you know what that looks like? Undercooked chicken. It looks like salmonella. It looks like <laughs> you start to talk and you die from poisoning. Um, yeah. yeah, a bit of a stretch anyway. Salmonella, Brett Finch. Uh, don't want to touch that one. Uh, what I do want to talk about is the National Bas- Basketball Association. <laughs> Steph Curry. He is the greatest shooter of all time beyond the arc. Uh, he passed yep. Ray Allen this week. For the most three points in NBA history, Monks, bring up the games Crazy. because I think it was more than 500 games less than Ray Allen, which is ridiculous. It was nice scenes there. Uh, the, the crowd um, went, went, you know, went wild. Um, Ray Allen was there. He congrat- congratulated Steph, uh, you know, on the achievement. Um, look, Steph Curry, GOAT. Does he come into the conversation? Probably not. There's a guy called LeBron. There's a guy called Michael Jordan. Uh, there's, you know, there's the old timers that, that come into that conversation. Is he the greatest three-point shooter of all time? Yes. Undoubtedly. No question. No ifs or buts. He's, he's the best. Uh, and he's, he's what, he's 33? So he this could be one of those records where... He, he gets a sturdy lead and maybe never gets caught. Thoughts around Steph Curry? Uh, to answer that question, eras are dependent. So, as you know. Well, he changed the game. He changed the game. He, yeah. he has changed he, he the game. He literally, yeah. he's one person and there's 340 million people in America mm-hmm. and most of them love watching hoops and he has literally redefined that game. Yeah, so... Yeah. You know, potentially from that, you know, in another 10 years' time when you get the next wave of young talent coming through that have 
um, mo- completely model their game around Curry. Like there's a few already coming in, but you know, I'm going to give it a, a 10 years for it to fully filter through. Maybe there's another shooter as good and can potentially chase down that record. Maybe by that point they're playing a hundred plus game season because you know how the leagues <laughs> exactly. So, Money uh, so will, will the record stay stand forever? No, I, I don't think so. We've seen a lot of records will fall in time. Um, Don Bradman enters the chat. <laughs> also true. Um, this this is one where you don't in the foreseeable future. Not the foreseeable future. There's probably uh, an. Un- that would make Max work to try and see if there's anyone currently in the league on pace to to potentially last that long. But well, longevity is a well, big point. Well, his teammate Clay Thompson, had he stayed healthy, you know, two years out of the game, obviously he's not going to catch Steph. But possibly in the conversation, had he stayed healthy, uh, yeah, pretty. Uh, it's really I, hard I, to do. Yeah, uh, you you need to see some kind of uh, generational talent. Yeah, no one's going to be doing it anytime soon. Correct. Uh, to, correct. To correct. There. Uh, shout out to Steph Curry with the wrist, boy. Uh, the best three-point shooter of all time, and we already knew it. And it's the the real question now is how many can he actually sink? Because probably mm. the way LeBron's going at thirty-eight uh, for a guy that you know doesn't have to rely so much on athleticism, you'd say he's still got a at least four or five years in the league, if not more. Yeah, and with way the, the way basketball's kind of played now than it was, say, in the 90s, the early 90s, et cetera, there's, yeah. in, th- there's a lot more room for um, longevity. That's right. The um, perimeter, you know, is, is, is seems to be the future of, of yeah. the NBA. The, the paint and, uh, you know, the nitty-gritty of the 80s and 90s is, is, is less involved. Yeah, well, we'll get to that Thunder Pelicans game in a minute where we it didn't really matter where they were shooting from. <laughs> Let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it now. Right, well, I want to quickly go back to the stats. So Steph Curry um, has broken the record in 789 games. 500 less than Ray Allen. Yeah, Ray Allen was at 1,300. Um, if he stays on pace, five eleven. <laughs> if he stays on pace and plays as many games as Ray Allen, that's going to put him at just uh, at forty nine hundred. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's a lot. So we'll absolutely blow that out of the water. Yeah, that is wild, wild yep. scenes. Um, James Harden, out of current players, he he sits fourth on that list. So we might have yep. two current players go one and two. That's it. Um, and, yeah, averages for three-point attempts. 20 years ago, we're looking at about 14.7 a game. Nowadays is um, sitting at uh, 35 and a half. There you go. There you go. Yeah. More, well, that's, more, that's more, two, more two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. So the game has definitely changed. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that Thunder Pelicans game, mm-hmm. neither of these teams will be bothering anyone come June, July. However, SGA... He hits, he hits a three with 1.4 seconds on the clock to tie it up 110 apiece. We look like Long range three as well. Like it wasn't right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it, it was very nice there from Shy. And uh, hold the phone. Hold the phone. This was at OKC. Devontae Graham says, hang on, I'll get the inbound and just throw one up from, let's call it three quarters court. Yeah. <laughs> Backboard and in. Pelicans win. <laughs> Absolute fucking scenes. You could That's hear a you dime. You could off. hear a drop in the crowd. 
uh, as as that thunder crowd gets absolutely stunned. Yeah, by it was more shock cheers as well. So it was like, wow. You see the thunder boys as well, SGA and and yeah. and, and the lads, yeah. Giddy, and they're just going, oh my, oh my goodness, like <laughs> how, how unlucky, how unlucky. Yeah, Marcus Harris vibes there, if you will. <laughs> Joss Butler taking a screamer and dropping, you know, le, you know, legitimate sitters. Uh, but again, neither of these time, neither of these teams even yep. uh, you'd expect to feature heavily uh, come down coming down the stretch. Josh Giddy, mm. our Aussie mate, is still playing very well. He's in the top three contenders for Rookie of the Year. However, yep. unlikely to take that one out. Bit of Zion watch. The, the bloke's bloke's fat. Uh, he's well, it's, he's fat. He's got an injury. I can't remember if it's yeah, his injury is fatness. <laughs> It might be foot related, and potentially it's because he's a bit heavy. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they're trying to monitor his status or his minutes as well. Um, with that, with that, I think it's lower foot. Um, I think it might be foot. I don't think it was ankle. Um, monks, if you've got something there to answer, this is highly medical. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's leg related area, <laughs> probably below the pelvis. Um, if you. If you name one bone in the foot, I'll skull a beer right now. Uh, Liz Frank. <laughs> that, oh, that's, that's a ligament. That was very close. It's a ligament. It's a ligament. That, that, that was very, very good. Uh, I'll open a beer for that. Um, old Liz Frank. She's a cranky old bitch, old Liz Frank. Yeah. Tell you what. What's metatarsal? Yeah, that's a bone. Yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was at least one I knew of. And how many is it? <laughs> I don't know, plenty. Five. <laughs> Shout out to the metatarsals of the world. Zion, any chat? He's so a big boy. He has received a biologic injection. I don't know. Sounds like stem cells. Injections mate. would not be biologic. Uh, it sounds um, like stem cells. It's another way of saying stem cells. To me. Yeah, I, so no, I don't know if that would be legal. If he goes down to Mexico, it is. Sure. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> hey, he's nice. on that Joe Rogan shit over the border into Mexico. Joe Rogan's mum kind <laughs> of shit. That's what. Seriously. Yeah. Yes. Shout, shout out to uh, Mrs. Rogan. Yeah. Um, uh, that, so that, that, that Panama shit. I don't. I don't know if that is legal in the NBA. Yeah. So it's to he wouldn't fail themselves. That is. He so. wouldn't fail a drug test though. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it tests positive for cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> He's on that Charles Barkley diet. Come on, bro. <laughs> so whatever the injection is, it's to help help promote uh, bone healing um, in yeah. his in it's his foot fracture. <laughs> it's either that or they put calcium in it. Yeah, I don't think it's stem cells. This is purely speculation. <laughs> and also, a shout out to our heavy listeners. <laughs> we love you too. Yeah, hopefully, very very drunk by this point. Um. We're talking about shooters as well. We're talking about mm. three-pointers. We've got to shout out the Australian, and we've been following – well, shouting him out quite regularly. He didn't yeah. make it this morning in the, the intro. Uh, but Paddy Mills did drop another 30. Uh, they did get the win over the Raptors. COVID affected, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a few guys out uh, and because of their protocols. Uh, KD 
well, finish off that. He was 7 for 14 for in, from three-point land. So uh, very good to see Paddy Mills getting big minutes and putting up big points. KD himself also getting a lot of points and pushing Steph potentially for MVP chat. He must be number two. Yeah. Monks well, bring up those odds. Us, I'm recent sure, odds. but KD must be number two. Yeah, pushing out the, the centres um, like Joker, etc. down the list. Yep. Did get 51 a few nights ago against the Lonely Pistons. Um <coughs> What do you think in MVP-wise, the quick focus? Uh, Steph's a firm favourite for a reason. but uh, I think with the story and the history, um, that I might also lean it in his favour a little bit as well uh, with the, the coaching and popular the vote, et cetera, for, for that. So. How's this? Kevin Durant might be the most complete basketballer in the NBA. Obviously, yeah. he's no Steph, but he can shoot a three ball mm. and then, you know, in the paint and uh, and going towards the basket. Uh, obviously, mm. at 6 foot 11, uh, offers a little bit more than, than Steph probably does there. Monks, is it KD? And has he caught up much ground there on hey, Steph in, give the, us top five. in the MVP ranks? Yeah. All right. So we've got uh, Steph Curry is favourite at $2.40. Uh, KD has closed the gap Uh and is sitting at three dollars ten. We've got the Very Greek close. freak next up at eight dollars fifty, um, and then it starts widening out with Jokic uh, out at fourteen. And what was that? Jokic, yeah, the Joker is better. <laughs> <laughs> and Embiid is sitting out at thirty six dollars. The big boys, oh, yeah. three yep. horse race. The bookies reckon you could probably narrow it down to two. Yeah, but think Steph so. and KD. Depends on how the the, mm. the the Bucks do in the back end of the, the season. Could be the finals as well. Could yep. be the finals. Nets Warriors. Who knows? Yep. Speaking of, uh, would you mind bringing up the standings and having a little look at it? Obviously, you know, starting to get to the middle of the season, you take the standings for, you know, a grain of salt. Yeah, I know. That the number one seed struggled uh, recently, so... Yeah. While I bring this up, just to bring it full circle on Zion, he fractured his fifth metatarsal. Metatarsal, baby. You was in the foot. There you go. You know what? It's not a full skull, but it's a finisher beer. Well done, Sean. Nose of bone in the foot. And there's five times two. That's ten bones. Ten bones, you know. Uh, it's not quite. It's not quite a full chub, but it's a half chub. <laughs> Doesn't it, the foot have like the most bones in the body as well, though? So. Percentage-wise. The next thing you need to Google is how many bones in the feet. I think 26. 26, I think. Five metatarsals. Uh, 14 phalanges is 19 plus seven tarsals. Didn't you just get a distinction in this? Come on. (laughs) I did. I did. But that was 11 (laughs) beers ago. Uh, Uh Looking 27 at is what I'll say. 27 there. It's, it's 28. Oh, <laughs> motherfucker. That's why you got a distinction. In it. <laughs> you know, this has always been in my brain. If you get a HD, you've wasted a lot of time. Because the, the difference between a HD and a distinction, like you could have got a lot of shit done yeah. outside of that HD. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't how many, how many take... rounds of golf is that? Yeah, don't... yeah that's right. That's uh, This year, probably... Well, at least one a week. <laughs> at least one a week. Uh, don't take study <laughs> advice from us. Uh, looking at the, the Eastern Conference out, I did want to point out the 76ers have lost three in a They're row. They're sliding their sliding. 500. They They're started 500. low. They, they worked back into it and then mm. slid down a bit. 
So Nets still at the top there. Um, what are they? Three, Three games, games ahead. The Bucks. Bucks there. Bulls, Bulls still. They dropped off a little bit this yeah. week. Same with the Heat a little bit as well. Cavaliers kind of floating in there. Which yeah, bad. sneaky good. The Hornets sneaky good. in the in the six. And and then sneaky bag, sneaky bad <laughs> even. Mm. Don't know why sneaky bag came out of my mouth then. <laughs> uh, Atlanta Hawks, Boston Celtics. Both at 500 yeah. in the ninth and 10th seed yeah. at well, the moment. But the Knicks and, say, the Pacers yeah. sliding a little yeah. bit there. Out, outside of that playing in the East. Both so. won their recent matches, but, yeah, they're outside the 10 currently. What about the West? Golden State and Suns on the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Jazz two, three games behind or two and a bit. Th- oh, they have three games. Sorry, three games there. And they've got a... Decent lead on the Grizzlies, Clippers, and Lakers currently. Mm-hmm. Lakers have won three straight, though, and I think Asaya Thomas is going to sign a deal for them uh, to essentially retire, I believe, a 10-year – well, not 10-year, 10-day contract to finish um, his career out. Uh, Nuggets struggling a little bit. Um, Dallas probably where I kind of think they'd be. Both at 500. Both at 500. Timberwolves slightly down there. Uh, Spurs – Maybe a little bit of an interesting one down there. The Trailblazers, though, have lost seven straight. That's not real great for them. No, no. And a lot of talk about Simmons going to possibly Portland. Uh, Portland or, or Indiana, the Pacers. They're the two that are the, the most talk about. Oh, there's about five or six teams that are after him. Mm. Portland's uh, management did come out this week and said Dame Lillard is not in the conversation. No. Dame will not be going anywhere. They'd have they'd, they'd pair him essentially. They want to bring in some defensive talent to support him. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Which, in that aspect, makes sense. If you lost seven straight, you might need to play better defense. That'll so, wrap up our NBA chat for the week. Let's move to the other round ball sport that we like to keep an eye on in uh, soccer, football, football as they say in Espanol. Uh, the Champions League round of 16, it was announced and it was a... Shit show. A shit show. <laughs> it was the boys trying to organise a tea time on a Saturday morning in December. Oh, uh, we, uh, we can pick the tea time. It's just showing up for it on time. And Shout out to me, 8.38. That is in nine hours. Uh, <laughs> I'll be there and I will maybe break 100. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Uh, however, the the Champions League round of 16, it didn't go according to plan. They had the balls in the wrong pots. Uh, United initially drew Villarreal. Yep. Can't be in that pot. They're in the same group together. Yes. Then they drew PSG. People go, ooh, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo. Very, very interesting. Juicy, juicy. And then apparently there's some kind of technical problem and... That one got revoked, and yeah. a lot of the clubs were kicking up a stink, saying, "You know, this this drawer is horseshit." <laughs> to quote the great Will Ferrell, uh, and it, it was an absolute bungle. However, we do have uh, some fixtures for the round of sixteen, which will kick off in mid February, I believe. Uh, Bayern getting a pretty easy draw uh, with Red Bull Salzburg. There, you'd imagine Bayern cruise through there. Speaking of City. Get uh, Sporting Lisbon. Imagine mm. them not to be too troubled there. Ajax, Ajax Brandwipe. Yep. Uh, they get Benfica. An interesting draw there. Yeah. Ajax has been playing excellent football, but Benfica, a staple of uh, of Champions League round of 16s, often trouble teams. So an interesting matchup there. 
Uh, Chelsea, they'll smash Lille, you'd imagine. Uh, get through pretty comfortably. Now we start getting into a few juicy ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atletico and Man United. So you're looking at one of the best teams in Spain, going up a team historically very, very good, yep. uh, but have really failed to, to deliver over the last 10 years. United, Atletico, that'll be uh, an interesting matchup there. Speaking of PSG, Real Madrid, you get Messi going up against a team that he used to have to face four or five times a year. Yep. Um, really had a number against them in some games, but also Real, uh, you know, having having the the Messi code, the the cheat code to beat Messi. That's probably the most riveting matchup of the round of sixteen. Liverpool get Inter, be interesting uh, at the yeah. San Siro yep. uh, to see what they can do there, and Villarreal get Juventus. Um, Monks, can you bring up the odds uh, for the whole thing? For mine, and I've said it before on the pod, I think Bayern look very, very good. However, your cities, your Chelsea's, your Liverpool's could do some damage. And then, obviously, that PSG team. PSG, they're, they're built to try and win this thing, so that's what they want to do. Trying to get off the donut, trying to get off the nudie run in yep. terms of Champions League uh, victories. Uh, Monks, what do we have? At, at, outside of those teams... Ajax have been very good. Do you see him winning the whole thing? Probably not. Possibly not. Possibly not. Do have a good Champions League record. Ajax have a few under their belt. Uh, back in the days where pretty much their team was the Holland team. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit different in in, in terms of uh, how history plays out. Interesting that, that Bayern are not the favourites. It's the shit Manchester team. <laughs> the one in sky blue. It is. So, yeah, Man City is favourites uh, at $3.75 at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bayern is at $4.50. Liverpool um, rounds out the top three at six fifty. Who's defending champions, by the way? Uh, last year's champions was... Was it City? I know they so won the APL. Champions. I can't remember what? if they won this as well. No, it was Chelsea, was it? Could have been. This is how much sport we watch. I can't remember anything. <laughs> it is late Friday. Yes, gets to a point. It's yeah, Chelsea. It's, it's Chelsea. It was Chelsea. Good, good pick up. Man City was runner up. There you go. They played in all the England. Final. All yeah. England. Yeah. Friday night, eh? <laughs> yeah. A few beers. <laughs> so to finish off yeah. on the soccer, the EPL, as mentioned, they did have some midweek ga- midweek games. Uh, a lot of the games have been canned or postponed because of the COVID. City did put seven on leads. Uh, Arsenal beat the Hammers. Uh, Liverpool beat Newcastle, who I think are dead last still. So. Second, second last, yeah, second last perhaps. Not looking good for no. um, the big buyout. Obviously, yes. What's going to happen if if they're not in the Premier League and they've got all mm. this money? Uh, a lot of conjecture around that. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I hate it when City plays that good. But <laughs> seven, they look they look very polished. Oh, De Bruyne and Foden and folk looking. Very, very good in that win over Leeds. Yeah. They're at the top of the EPL for a reason. Thinking of Sergio Aguero, he announced his retirement this week. Uh, some heart problems. Monks, the Argentine, obviously uh, a staple at Manchester City for many, many years. Uh, one of the EPLs, I think he's in the top five goal scorers of all time. Um, any news there? Um, thinking of Sergio, it's, you don't want any problems with the ticker. Mm. Um, what's going on? 
Yeah, not too much has been released just yet. I heard that he had some sort of scar on his heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't awesome really want to yeah. Yeah, play around with that. It's, Is um, that from a surgery? Or? Not sure, not I'm sure. sure. Um, I do know they were... It could just be dead cells that have kind of moved into a spot where they're worried about it. Last thing is you want it to move and block something and heart attack. The cardiologist to yes. my right. Yes. That's it, yes. yeah. Um, I think they did make a point of saying that's not COVID-related. It's got nothing to do with mm-hmm. any of that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately... How old is he? When you he's 33-ish, yeah. I think. Yeah. Still pretty Early young. 30. He's got his stats here. Um, yeah, 33. Um, Give some stats, Max. A lot of goals. I'm telling you right now. A lot of goals. A lot of goals. What do you got? Um, Club 508 games, 282 club goals, and 101 yep. appearances for Argentina, 41 goals uh, for the Blue and Whites. That's it. There. Well, I think, I'm not sure if that's regular season or postseason as well, because I saw an article saying that he l- leads Man, uh, Man City with 260 odd goals. Yeah, I think, well, I th- so yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure he's all time uh, leader for Manchester City. Look up EPL. Uh, most goals ever. I'm I'm quite certain mm. that he's top five in that. Uh, Alan Shearer, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, is number one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, Wayne Rooney. Yep. There, Sergio Aguero behind Andy Cole. 184 mm. Premier League goals, fourth all time in the Premier League. Kun Aguero, he will be missed. And mm. uh, thinking of, thinking of him in that ticker, uh, it is definitely something that you want to be in order. Definitely. Yeah. Don't fuck around with the heart. Okay, final round. Ding, ding. Uh, Monks, if you want, you can find some UFC 269 highlights because we're going to talk about the pay-per-view. 269, was, damn, we, she's fine. Yeah. She's a motherfucker. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a big card uh, with a bunch of major upsets as well. Um, if we kick off through the prelims, uh, Silva did beat White by uh, TKO, ended up with a 50K bonus. The one we want to talk about is our boy Tua. Um, Shui Vasa. Yeah, Shui Vasa. Uh, <laughs> Should legally change that surname. Yeah. Yeah, uh, gets the, the, the TK, well, the TK, we've got the KO, um, mm-hmm. and, of course, finished off with multiple Shuis after that. He did beat a ranked opponent in Sake, Um who was 11th. Yep. So I think he, Monkey might need to get ratings for us, but he's on his full fight win streak uh, currently, and he did get himself a 50K bonus. So that's good for him. Get the, man, get the man in ranking. He has to be ranked. He's just, he's just smashed someone coming 11th in the UFC mm-hmm. rankings. Mm-hmm. That combo, man, like we all know his power. We all know his power, but he's also shown the ability to go bang, 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 one yeah. after another, left, right, left, right, left, right, good yeah. night. And I think he's also added a bit to his game in the way for his uh, takedown defense and in yeah. some of that wrestling pose as well, which allows him to then use uh, more of his um, striking acumen. So, yeah, it's pretty uh, – I think he's improving as a fighter. And he's, he's more complete. You yes. see Bruce Buffer called him a street fighter? <laughs> yeah. He's not no street fighter, man. He's in the most – He's in the ultimate fighting championship. He's in the most accomplished fighting uh, league in the in the world, and, and and he's getting his own. Yeah, and should now be ranked. So where is he, uh, Mister? Yep. Is he top yeah, fifteen? So he's top fifteen. Let's so go. 13? He pushed himself up to eleven. Eleven. So he's eleven, he, baby. Yep, so he's he stole the eleven up. spot. He so stole, yep. he's yep. got that. Good on him, Officer Kai. Good on him. And you know what? He's not scared of anyone. He he will literally fight whoever. 
Bannon wants or whoever the UFC wants, Ty will take it. Mm-hmm. Um, did his whole camp over there. He hadn't come home. Yep. You know, uh, quarantine and whatnot would have cost him four weeks. No, two weeks coming here. I don't know what their rules are over there, but would have cost him some time. Yep. And uh, obviously it paid dividends. Uh, Ty Tuivasa, watch out. The UFC is on notice. Uh, it's funny to see the Americans react to drinking a beer out of a shoe. <laughs> it's everyday kind of practice for us. Yeah. It's, you know, oh, it's disgusting. You know, who who knows where his feet's been. You guys also have 400 million guns in your country. <laughs> Give me a beer out of a shoe any time. Uh, I'd, I'd rather face that than an AR-15. We'll leave that, we'll leave that at that. Bantamweight, 10 versus 8. Dominic Cruz gets the win against Pedro Munez. Uh, Cruz jumps Marlon Moraes. Yep. Uh, unanimous decision. Got fight of the night. Did mm-hmm. you catch much of this one, Sean? I didn't catch much of this one. I got all of the pay-per-view, though. Um, I was happy to see Cruz uh, also uh, get a victory and continue his um, – maybe play some of that, James. Uh, running through there. Uh, continue kind of his back into form after a long layoff. Uh, got a couple of wins now. He had been in a little back and forth with O'Malley, and O'Malley, I think, is now ranked in 13th. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, do I think they put that fight together? No. I think Cruz needs a bit of a high-level opponent, but it'd be interesting to see who in that banterweight mm. division makes sense. Well, Cruz goes up to 7th. So yeah, well, I think that there's chat about Aldo and Sanhagen as two potential mm. there for Cruz. Aldo, I think, is probably second fiddle now to a potential title fight, so I don't think Cruz is kind of there. Sanhagen, though, that's an interesting one that I'd happily uh, watch. Um, so, yeah. Five and good, six there. Good to see uh, Cruz uh, coming back into this. Sorry to butt in. Uh, five and six there are Rob Font and Marab develop Shafili Marab. So Cruz could possibly be looking at any of, of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Munoz drops two spots down into 10th. And as you mentioned, Sean O'Malley finally has a ranking 13. Yes. So then the last fight of the undercard was Josh Emmett taking on Dan. Ego. 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 Uh, you weren't looking at that, I would say Ige. Yeah, I, I was. I, was gonna, I remember from last week. So, there you go. There you go. Um, he did get the unanimous decision there, and is currently on a four-fight fight win streak, and mm. not bad for thirty-six-year-old in the featherweight both division. Of them old boys. Yeah. So, did that bump him up at all in the rankings there in the featherweight? Yes, he's up to six. So he gets one up there. Emmett goes to six. Ege stays in nine. Yes. Uh, so, pay per view. Let's get stuck into that because what a pay-per-view full of potential, well, great fights. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, really started off the card well with a knockout. So we talk about Sean O'Malley. He kicks it off, gets a first round knockout and his and his jab was fire. It was absolutely electric and he, he really uh, took this one here to get that win. Of course, we've talked about the social media. They absolutely love him. He did get the bonus as well. Uh, three consecutive fights since his loss loss to Vera. He doesn't count it as a loss. <laughs> no. So, but the big thing, officially ranked. Officially um, ranked. Been a long time coming, 13th. 
a lot of noise around Sean not wanting to take uh, guys possibly. Yeah, well, he's got be- big better than him. As we've talked, he's got a big following. He's making money through the Twitch game and through his social media as well. Dana would love all. He loves yeah. him. He loves him. He needs to be paid more if he wants to take more risk. Essentially, yep. is what yep. he's saying. So he's mm. now ranked. Uh, hopefully, he can get a ranked opponent and also get the dollars that follow that. He he must get a ranked opponent for mine. There's yeah. no point in him telling up guys. Otherwise, he's a gatekeeper. Right? Yeah, that, that, exactly. That, yeah. To he's, me, that's kind of seems like a waste of talent. But then also, mm. um, you know, he, he's not really chasing legacy in here at the moment. It sounds like compared to some of the other competitors. But you, you never know. You know who quickly. I'd like to see him fight? Who? Marlon Vera again. Because yep. he claims he didn't lose that fight. Run it back. Yeah, run, run it back. back. Vera's ranked eighth. Mm-hmm. Run it back. Sean O'Malley, Sugar Sean. That's uh, a good jump for him. Yeah. He's he's a weird cat, though. Let's be honest. Let's oh. be honest. You were saying it's it's kind of... He's channeling kind of a bit of Connor, a bit of Nate Diaz, Diaz yeah. a bit of, I don't know, the guy that lives down the street that's a real weirdo <laughs> that just smokes weed all day and thinks he can fight. <laughs> But this guy actually can. Yeah, uh, it's it, he's he, talented. He's like, a strange cat, yeah. and and people love it. People love it. Yeah, the the competitor in me wants to see him push his talent. So yeah, me too. Me too. I so, want to see. Yeah. I want to yeah. see him go forward. I want to see him fighting ranked opponents. He deserves to be ranked, um, and and good on him. He's. Uh, I think his last three fights have been consecutive. Consecutive. Um, uh, finishes. He, he hasn't gone the distance. He's 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 really smashed his last three opponents. Yep. Uh, so yeah, would would like to see a challenge for Sean and mm-hmm. um and mm. and see if he really is uh you know as good as he thinks he is. Yep. Yep. So the next fight we had the Kiwi uh, of France taking on Cody Garbrandt at f- flyweight. Yep. Garbrandt going down, of course. Yes. Looks uh, good for the weight. Whether mm. that made him acceptable or not. Unsure, but he had a big KO uh, in this one. And, of course, all the, the city kickboxing uh, gym guys were going absolutely nuts. He had Dan Hooker, of course, in his corner. Did get yeah. a 50K bonus. Is, is he out of that gym too? Yes. So how about that? You rock up, you know, it's your day-to-day job. You're just there, you know. You know. <laughs> Maybe it's your job to set up or clean or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Israel Adesanya, Kaikara France, and Dan Hooker. And I or oh, is Volk fighting out of that gym now as well? Uh, well, he's yes. been. He, he, I think he's the same. I think he stayed in America yeah. uh, for his last gym. fight and just came anyway. home. Anyway, it's a it's, it's a, a elite sta- gym. It's a, yeah, it's a elite gym. gym come up for the yeah. Kiwis. Yep. So, um, but a huge win there, and you know we kind of looked past um, France in this one and wondered whether he'd actually be able to take Cody's power, but it went the other way, um, and whether the weight cut affected. Uh, the chin of Cody. Cody's had a bit of a glass chin of late anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, had a few losses. He's and one and five, I think. Yeah, so yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's still, he's still he's a, a former champ, man. Yeah, he, yeah like, he, he draws he draws people mm-hmm. in. Um, he will definitely get fights. Whether flyweight makes sense for him going forward, unsure. But, yeah, he's uh, going to have to go back and have a look himself. But big for for mm. uh, France in the division. Where's he currently sitting? Has he moved at all, Peppy? Uh, Kai Kara no, still, still at six, so. still at yep. six, um, according but to UFC.com. But a but big def- win to put, put the eyeballs on him. So. Definitely going in the right direction. Um, a lot of chat about getting another UFC down under, mm-hmm. whether whether or not it's in Sydney, whether or not it's in Auckland. 
Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of big names, uh, you know, coming coming out of yep. the, the two Anzac, well, Anzac nations. Uh, can you just double check? Because I think they just confirmed Izzy taking on Adesan- Whitaker. Yeah, Adesanya, Whitaker, February. I don't think it's here. Yeah. It's probably to do with our yes. stupid fucking politicians at Mark McCoward. <laughs> as if it had ever been in your shit state. Well, I think uh, Whitaker actually did fight in Perth. Um, against uh, UL, so yeah. Well, uh, and was that before the spicy flu? Yes, it was. Thank you very much. Um, so location, have we got a location on? Uh, yep. Give us an answer. Adesanya versus Whitaker, the Toyota Center in Houston. Yeah, last time I checked, Houston not in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> also, yes, yes, definitely agree on that. Um, Jeff Neal, uh, perhaps help me out with uh, Santiago Ponzi. Ponzinibbio. Yeah. Uh, he did, Jeff Neal did get the split decision on this. And this ended up being a bit of a technical stand-up um, with Santiago kind of being a little bit more risky and um, trying to make it a bit more of a dogfight. Whereas mm-hmm. Neil kind of started, had lapses, like a like lull periods where he wasn't as active. But when he was, he was crisp with his combinations, really good with his jab. Um, but ended up getting a split decision on this and did uh, do the more damage for mine in, in, throughout this one. Uh, was the split decision conta- um, uh, not contagious? I'm thinking of COVID now. Uh, contentious. Duck! <laughs> um, <laughs> he <laughs> um, <laughs> was... I think it was kind of fair. Like, he could have gone either way. The rounds were kind of close mm. with that lull periods, as I mentioned. Mm. Uh, but I thought Neil uh, was um, true the win in this one. And it was kind of an interesting one to put in here. But it was a competitive fight. So it didn't uh, take anything away from what ended up being a very good pay-per-view. Jeff stays at 12 and Santiago, Santiago stays at 14. Uh, we did speak about it running into it. It seems to be a little bit of a recipe that Dana and the UFC are cooking up. Uh, just slide kind of a less intriguing, lower-ranked fight in onto the main card. I think it's very deliberate. We saw mm. a stacked, absolutely stacked undercard. Uh, the prelims were fire. Uh, I think it's a very intentional move from the UFC yeah. to try and get those eyeballs on early <laughs> and Definitely. then have... You know, nothing against these blokes, but lower ranked and less appealing po- possibly than some of those fights before him. Yeah, but it, it's but it also gives them the potential because this is a stand-up fight the entire time to actually do something, showcase your wares. Both warriors. Eyeballs, as yep. we talk about, and then build their name up because they it's hard to get into the top 10 and then be able to sell big fights if no one knows who you are. So this is the starting point for them. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Speaking of... Big names. Mm-hmm. And new. <laughs> Juliana Pena, the Venezuelan vixen. She mm. has pulled off one of the biggest upsets in, in UFC history. Yeah, well, so you think of women's uh, UFC, you think of Ronda and Holly Holm, like, uh, so Rousey Holm, uh, as well, the biggest upset. Uh, in recent in, memory, well, in in the women's division, and this this is up there. They're one and two. Uh, you think of the betting in this. Uh, Nunes was a plus one thousand and a bit, which is you know a dollar ten or a bit less uh, in Australian less, money. Less than I think when, when yeah. we saw it. So in, it's uh, in real legal tender. Yeah. So it would hate for anyone that tried to put uh, anything big on that to try to make a little bit back. People will. People will. Yes. People will um, throw big money on on sure things. Sure things in the in the. Mm. Uh, 
multi world. Yeah. Uh, I did see a few bet slips that had Pena uh, at about eight bucks. So shout out to any punters that that had a crack at yeah. that. Sneaky we Tanner. did compare it last week to Holm and Rousey, and we mm. thought, look, mm. look, 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 it's not the same fight. Holm had a bunch of wins. There's no reason why she couldn't go out and beat yep. Ronda like she did. Uh, Juliana, she was two and two from the last four fights. We thought, yeah. oh, well, she's not going to go out there and beat arguably the best female fighter of all time. And it, Well, it, she did. Yeah, it kind of went that way to start with. Like the first round, you could see Nunes' power was backing up Pena. Uh, was, you know, you could see that kind of concern. But for whatever reason, Juliana was just like, I'm going to bite down this mouthpiece. And in the second round, they literally stood in the middle of the, in the, of the octagon and just threw whale punches at each other. Um, and did you think that was strange for Amanda to to take that kind of fight on? Because you could see she, she was she was saying, "Fuck it, I'll throw haymakers. Yeah. Let's go." I, I think she was maybe too confident in her power because well, that Cyborg Nunes fight was the exact same kind of mm. thing, but the opposite reaction, mm. where Cyborg was the aggressor and was kind of trying to get uh, answers, but because she was getting tagged heaps. And we wanted to respond to that. Whereas in this case, it was Nunes. She was getting tagged heaps. Wanted to try and respond and throw big haymakers. But Juliana just ate them all up and then kept throwing it back and just wilted Nunes. So whether there was a bit of uh, how hard did Nunes train in this? How well was her gas tank in this? Because she wilted in that second round. Recent mother as well, if that plays in into well, it. Juliana's a mother as well, but... <laughs> well, I think her kid's a little bit older. Yeah, sure. Uh, there was some contention about that this week uh, as well. I'm not going into that. <laughs> no. That, that's, that, we'll put that in the draw with Brett French. Um, <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Label that draw, never open this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think there was, you know, some chat about the cardio. Did she train really hard for that? Because also the tap... Like it was barely, it was quite quick. Well, it was barely sunk in there. It was barely, a, um, you know, a squeeze going on. It, it looked very much like um, I've given everything I've got. I've got nothing left in this. I'm in a really bad spot. Um, it, and it is easy to say that from the outside looking in. Yeah. If if you do have someone, you know, on your neck and and clamping down. Well, this all it's, the, it's very different. Yeah, well, but it, compared to some like compared to what Volk went through against Ortega, where yeah, sure, sure. Uh, he, he was like, he essentially Twice. essentially the lights were, get, were dimming. Uh, this didn't look like that at all. Yeah, uh, agreed, so. agreed, agreed. But also, would I like to have Juliana Pena, uh, you know, on on my neck, pull like on your back? Uh, debatable, <laughs> yeah. very debatable. Uh, so. Um, you know, more conspiracies about that betting line as well, whether uh, there's a dive in this, and we don't, oh, we're not going to go into that at all. Hey, it was, <laughs> it's in the media, it's reported, whatever. Report uh, this, uh, media. Either anyway, they'll run this back. Yeah. There'll be a rematch. Uh, Has, the, to, be. Has the, to be. There's no, that, there's no mandatories in the UFC like boxing, but this one, you've got the the goat as we talked about of women's UFC. So in my give her some respect and run this one back and see what happens. She deserves it, does she not? Yeah. Yeah. Five years, champ, five title defences. She'll train hard. and Probably the female goat. The, Chris Cyborg, mm. Cyborg maybe comes in the conversation, yeah. but obviously Nunes yeah. did beat her. So um, Kayla Harrison, I believe, her name, who's PF, whatever that, I. Um, uh, does she want to come across? Perhaps? Come across. She's free agent at the moment, is their champion, was in attendance for this. Um, I think they're probably more angling for the Nunes fight. So maybe Nunes is looking past uh, Pena in this one. But I think 
that'll have to wait now. Um, you'll have to run this back. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Pena Nunes too. Uh, be interesting to see if yes. the arguable best female fighter of all time can reclaim her title. Yep. But who saw that coming? Definitely none of us. No, no, not at all. Not at all with that record coming into it. So, And it was like watching it was weird. It was a weird kind of – there was no technical fighting in it. It literally was like stood in the middle of the ring and wailed on each other yep. and Nunes was the hey, one that it. wilted under that, um, under that pressure. Yep. She thought probably it was going to go the other way, knowing her record and her power, but hmm. give credit to, to Pena for her um, toughness and – her chin in this because she mm. she got beat up in it as mm. well. They both mm. took damage. <laughs> it's an interesting tactic to take, isn't it? Saying I'm willing to cop a few punches in my face mm. to try and punch you more in your face. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, to stand my ground and to you know play that mental game a little bit. Almost, it's uh, like old hey, Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The old, uh, Homer Simpson taking on. Uh, the he never gets tired though. <laughs> he never gets tired. Dredrick Tatum. Dredrick Tatum. <laughs> I'll eat him, I'll murder his children. <laughs> it's quite obviously Mike Tyson. Yes. Uh, great show. Uh, possible? Nah, not possibly. The best cartoon show ever. Uh, you heard it here. I like South Park more. But anyway. Interesting. Uh, South Park does go harder in the paint these days. <laughs> Very much so. Seasons uh, 1 to 10 of Simpsons, hard to, hard to beat that. Yes. That's a, uh, another podcast that we could talk for hours about. I'm mm. sure the other co-main event, Charles Oliveira, uh, defended his uh, his lightweight title against Dustin Poirier. Mm -hmm. The bookies had this one pretty close. We yep. were kind of split trying to pick a winner out of this one. Mm -hmm. uh, what happened with the illegal glove grab? Well, let's run through it. So round one, um, it's very hard fought kind of round. Dustin's landing really good shots as well. Uh, some some nice hooks, of course, jabs and that. Does get Oliveira, he, like he knocks him down at that point um, and then kind of gets into that wrestling spot there. Uh, but then for Oliveira to maintain his position at one point, and Herb's looking straight at it, he tucks his fingers inside the glove, so in the back of the glove to hold on to Dustin's arm so mm -hmm. Dustin can't clear that position, mm -hmm. uh, which is illegal, of course, and uh, all the commentators put, Picked it out, uh, but Herb, of course, missed it. And he held it for a good 20 seconds. Uh -huh. like it was clear as day. And uh, from that position, it really enabled um, Oliveira uh, to move into the correct position to actually get the win. So I actually think that was um, towards the end of that uh, third round there. Uh, so first round, Dustin was kind of ahead. And then for whatever reason, he knocked, he, well, he knocked down Charles, but... Um, same thing. Oliveira didn't want to go away. Um, he stood his ground in that second round, really laid the pressure back on Dustin, landed a lot of really good shots as well. And um, I don't want to say Dustin wilted in this, but also he, he, he outfought him, started and really won that round handedly the second round. And then the start of the third um uh, I can't remember what started the sequence. I think Dustin probably got hit with one, but he ends up turning his back. Charles takes his back in the clinch. Uh, the one guy you don't want on your back is Oliveira, who's got a, um, a really good jiu-jitsu background and didn't more, take more long than, after that. More than that, he is so, so elite with his BJJ. Yeah, well, I it's, think he's got the most most subs in lightweight. Um, I, I believe that's, I believe that's correct. So, Monks might be able to chase that one up. 
He's got one of the best records in lightweight as well. After going, I think it was 10 and 9 through his first 19 in the UFC. Took his L's, took his L's, learned from him. Yeah. You win or you learn. Well, you look at all these guys um, recently, like Teixeira as well and Pena's guys that have mm. been up and down. Uh, you, you, you learn throughout the game. You, lo- you learn a lot from a loss. Uh, it's so good to get beat up sometimes in yeah, life. Yeah, so they've, he's definitely kind of pushed himself and really showed um, his grit in this as well to not fall under that pressure. The same thing happened against the Chandler fight. Chandler knocked him down. Yep. Um, and then he came back into it in the second round. So whether he's... Whether he's found his, uh, you know, lion, whatever you want to call it, because um, you know in the past that ten nine record, hit, these kind of rounds would happen, and he'd 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 collapse, he'd wilt, mm-hmm. um, to keep using that word. But he's really found his feet as the champion here, and really got a really good win against Dustin. Also got the fifty k bonus. That's his first title defense. What's also really interesting for uh, the lightweight division, because potentially he's going to get Gagey next. Mm-hmm. Oliver is should, he should get Gashi. Yeah, think. yeah. And of that top... That might be announced, making you work overtime yeah. again. <laughs> but also, <laughs> what's really interesting is Oliver is the only one that hasn't lost to Khabib in that top ooh, five, six, or seven. Like, uh, everyone else in that division had actually lost to Khabib, whereas Oliver hadn't. It's an absolute travesty that Khabib retired when he did. Yeah. For the sport? Not for Khabib. For the sport, yes. For everything. For for the... the the idiots that like to have a few beers on Friday night and talk about it, yeah. you know, where would Khabib be? Didn't have that many total defences. Is he the best of all time? Yeah. Undefeated no. record, but again, too many questions left unanswered. There's no... It's gone too soon. Yeah. He, he needed to do the Tom Brady and be unquestioned. That's, yeah. He's a goat, and Bill Jack's just as good as a coach we thought. He's a goat coaching. He's gone the other way. Agreed. He, he's gone the Jimi Hendrix, the Kurt Cobain way, yeah. taken too soon. You yes. know, the fans, they, they, they want they want to see more Khabib. But oh, of course, of course. Who knows? Charles Oliveira, it's interesting. A good ground game, it seems, will be a good stand-up fighter. We've seen it with Poirier. Gashi up next, and... Very similar. Well, they're all scared of it as well. They don't, they, Gagey's got a wrestling background, but they none of them will want to go into that realm with Oliveira. They no, will no. take their chances on the feet. And yep. uh, Oliveira's got crisp hands. He's got a lovely uppercut. Um, Gagey is a bit of a, a mad dog warrior, but also has been very composed of late. So I guess I think that's another excellent fight. I wouldn't say fight. that Gagey-Chandler fight was composed. That was... That was fake. Well, it, that I'll, was less than, less than right. It, true. They did go after each other, but also um, are composed in the way that Gagey didn't get drawn too much into the complete gunfight where he picked his moments. As in, he just wasn't going forward, wailing, um, you know, head head down like he had been in the past. Where That's how he lost to, to Dustin, I believe. Sure. Um, you know, going in there and then getting caught with one you weren't expecting. Uh, so either way, the lightweight division stacked with killers. Ma- yeah, it's um, massive. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I think it was if they if have they booked that, James? I think it's they next. They have not booked it, not yet. Um, by all accounts, Oliveira is trying to chase down McGregor. Uh, that, that, that cash, that cash, that's cash fight. Well, that's easy yeah. money at this point. Um, and I think uh, Dustin potentially Nate Diaz in um, January is uh, being thrown around in the as socials. soon as January. Yeah. Now, and I think Nate tweeted, Dustin's like, hey, I'll, I'll fight him in January. And Dustin's like, sure, we'll do it. Send us the paperwork. And then they were talking about, oh, you're going to bitch out. You're going to bitch out. Righty, righty. Wouldn't mind seeing Darius or Markachev taking on one of these boys. Mm. You know, Another climb, guy climbing the ranks. Yep. 
Funny, um, funny just how many eyeballs go to Conor McGregor, you know, obviously going the wrong direction in terms of well, results. Well, the, the story is that he, if he beats Oliveira, then that sets up the fight with Islam, who's Khabib's, Khabib's the coach of, I believe. Yep, yep. So as in, you know, you build that storyline up a little bit there of coaching pupil going to take on the bad man. That is um, Conor McGregor. Anyway, uh, the only really USC fight of note coming up is Derek Lewis is taking on Chris. How do you say Chris's last name? Uh, Dorcas. Dorcas. Um, in the heavyweight division, that's leading into um, Nagano taking on Gain uh, in uh, January, which is to USC 270. Yep, month away. Yep. Uh, good card, that. Yes, it does look like a very good card. Um also, go back, uh, Wonderboy, Cub, Swanson, also on that fight night. Mm-hmm. Um, some good names there too. So we'll cover all of that and more once we get closer to those fights um, coming up. Just some random F- uh, sorry, UFC news before we kick on. Um, for all the shit we've been giving Herb Dean and all the bad calls we've um, mm-hmm. pointed out the last couple of months, um, apparently he won the... Ref of the year for MMA. He, he adjudicates a lot of fights. He does. Yeah, he a lot of fights. And he's... And it's a tough call. Yeah. It's tough. You, it you've got to make a split decision, a split second decision if someone's going to lose consciousness or not. Yeah. Mm. And to, to talk about the, the legal uh, glove grab, uh, on the monitors for the commentators, for everyone on the TV to see, it's pride in place. Uh, yep. Right in the front there, but where Herb's... Hard to say that off, where, ca- yeah, off the camera. Exactly, where live. Herb's standing, he's also not really looking at that. He's probably looking more at where Dustin's arm is and is oh, he yeah, in a perilous yeah. position where potentially he's getting armbarred. That's what yes. he cares more about. He, he may, he's got to maybe out of corner of the eye pick up on that, but mm. it, it's not... His duty of care for the fighters is his number one priority and then sure. the other stuff is yeah. secondary. So, like you say, split, split decision... Say, Decisions within seconds is always a challenge. Yeah. Indeed. They do a tough job. They do. That'll wrap up our UFC coverage for this week. The last topic we want to cover is some F1. Obviously, it's... Looking forward to it all week. To my, <laughs> the boys to my right and my left. It is your forte. I'm going to go for a quick bathroom break, but you take it away, please, Sean and Mugs. Uh, yes, Mugs, do you want yeah. to restart those highlights? Um Everyone's probably seen the results and the news. We'll run through the race and the key moments probably from the race. But it was the the Max yeah. Verstappen versus Lewis Hamilton uh, final race. Winner takes all. Um, and, you know, they started one and two. Uh, Max was on pole. Lewis was second. And what an absolute fucking great race it ended up being. Um, give me some high-level thoughts, James, yeah. before we jump into some of the core moments. Well, yeah, very... Very exciting, very contentious at the end. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so re- really the start and end was everything everyone's talking about. Everything in between. Eh. Um, yeah. I really didn't focus on anything else that happened in this race besides what was happening no. with one and two. If, if you want to, yeah. If I you couldn't tell you any of the other results. I think Bottas finished somewhere good. Um, but besides that, like none yeah. of it else mattered. It was all focused no. on uh, Lewis and Max. And, and what the storylines are. I think the for a race, if you're going to make a, a movie about a race, this is the one you'd make it about because the storylines yes. throughout the entire 
thing was um, kind of really got you engaged and brought you back in. And like, yeah, I don't want to say it was some bits felt staged, but it's just the way it kind of flowed. Like it just happened exactly like it would in a script. Yeah, so like everything that has happened between these two drivers, um, Hamilton and Verstappen, mm. throughout the entire season happened again within this one race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one race was like a culmination of everything, of the entire season for them. Mm-hmm. Um, right from the um, point of they were both on exactly the same points. So you had to win the, you had to beat the other person to yep. win the championship. Yep. Um, to all of the um, racing on the field, mm-hmm. all the pit changes and all that sort of stuff, the strategies behind it. It was like, yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, even to that, like, to you talking about movies, like I've already seen people saying, I can't wait for season four of um, that Netflix oh, Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive, <laughs> like, the, yeah, the end of the season this celebration. season the, is going, yeah, next yeah. season's um, we'll talk show about, is going to be crazy. Because, like, we've already had some of the interesting radio messages that came from the drivers at the end of the race. We'll yep. get to that in a minute. The entire um, field, yeah. But, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy, kind of, the reactions uh, from this race in the F1. So mm. there's probably three... Big moments, um, you know, th- as any good story, yeah. beginning, middle, and end. Uh, <laughs> so if we start off with the first, the first moment from this race, which was lap one, uh, Lewis yep. gets the way better start than Max. Uh, yep, does take Max the lead on the first corner. Uh, but then Max, of course, has got slipstream going into uh, the long straights and then takes the dive and the lunge. I think that's turn five from memory. Uh yeah, five or six, yeah. So what was interesting is Max stays on the course here and we've just got it playing for us. Yeah. He doesn't cross over the white lines. He's got position. And then yep. Lewis, of course, as you can see, is running down the road here after being pushed wide. Yeah. Um, it looks like wheels touch. They, they don't touch. No, they don't. So they don't, so, yeah. they don't have a touching. What I thought was interesting is Lewis takes a really nice angle for himself to drive away from the corner and give himself a nice big lead. Yeah. But... They in Brazil. They kind of set the precedent that if you'd um, stayed with on the track and gone off, you'd have to give the place back, which Max had to do for Lewis yep. in that race. Is uh, that is that a rule or is it etiquette? Uh, you cut a corner. It's a yeah. It's it's kind of, it's it's both essentially, and mm-hmm. the stewards will get involved and say, "Hey, get give that position back." Mm-hmm. Yep. So by all accounts. Max was probably, my thought, he was in the right here. He stayed on the racing track. It was a deep lunge. Yes. Mac, Lewis potentially could have also stayed closer to the corner instead of taking much of an advantage. I don't think he really gave that advantage back. I think he backed off in a corner where they would have got the timing down to being close, but then yeah. would have accelerated out and regained that gap, yep. being strategic as they do. Uh but I thought I thought Max was entitled to that position, and I think it was a wrong call not giving. It was very strange Max the, the position back. Um, yeah, very strange. It's didn't. Yeah, I never saw. Like, Hamilton was in front the whole time, and he didn't look like he was. Yeah, he seemed to maintain that two second gap the entire yeah. time. So that's why I think like it must have been a corner or something that where they both came slowed into the corner so that. Yeah. Uh, it looked like he'd given up the time, so it was back to like a one-second gap. But then he's accelerated yeah. away, which then, no, doesn't give back any anything there. Plus, it didn't put Hamilton behind Max where he probably should have been, no. yeah. um, where they could then fight well, it out again. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, taking that corner, like you, if Hamilton didn't run off, Max would have taken the corner and would have been in first place. So, yeah, yeah he definitely was – it was definitely pretty light on in terms of um, – I guess any sort of repercussions from that. 
Yeah. Um, kind of, and I suppose we'll touch on the aftermath of the race, um, but it was kind of reminiscent of last week where um, the race director, uh, Michael Massey, was like... Australian, by the way. Yeah. Not that we want to... <laughs> we might want to distance ourselves. We haven't chatted him a bit out, but yes. No, yeah. Um, we're also like... It was sort of like very vague, very ambiguous, like me gave the advantage back, keep driving sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Went it on the road essentially, which I think might have played into some of the later conversations, but we'll get to that in a minute. So yeah. the the second kind of really big moment uh, throughout this race um, was Checo. Cause, uh, mm. So Sergio Perez. Because um, from, from that, Lewis and Mercedes are dominating. They've, mm-hmm. They're winning through yeah. the pit strategy. They've clearly got the faster car. They've got a 10-second gap on Max. Um, but they've Red Bull have strategically left uh, Perez out and put him in a position where uh, Lewis is going to have to overtake him. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Lewis has come come right up onto him and, you know, everyone's saying he should probably bleed, breeze past him, better tyres. Perez's tyres have cooked. Um uh, that's going to, you know, it'll be an easy overtake for Lewis. But Perez, ultimate teammate, does an absolute fantastic job uh, keeping Lewis behind him to the point that the, I think at the point it was probably about seven second gap because um, Verstappen mm. was coming back at Lewis at this point. A seven second gap, he closed it all the way down to Max being right behind Lewis. So really, yep. really expert driving and... Um, really ballsy driving. Um, we'll see the highlights here in a minute. Um, yeah, but it is, well, it's yeah, it's right here. I, th- I think, and Max after the race said, you know, huge thanks to Checo for for doing that job. Like it was yep. super impressive the way he kind of brought that into into play, um, bringing the race closer. Again, added more intrigue to this. The teamwork, the strategy mm. part mm. of it. Again, yeah. going to my point about this being a bit of a movie here. Um, you need a supporting act uh, for for Max to even get considered in the in the potentially winning this because Lewis is driving away with it at this point. He's he's got the lead and really um, pushing yep. pushing it. So yeah, Monks, what did you think of Checo? Yeah, no, great. I mean, I sort of mentioned it last week. This track definitely seemed to favour uh, Mercedes with their quick uh, quick engine. Yep. Not so much um, Red Bull where. Um, they do Aero benefit dependent. from the yeah exactly um, so yeah Checo to be able to hold out Hamilton for so long to let Max um, sort of catch up um, yeah superb um, yeah because well he did you can see here he did an excellent job uh, maintaining position in the in the in the um, straights uh, to then yeah. also well take maintain the lead within the straights so then during the corners he could burn off a lot of extra speed which is very hard for uh, to be overtaken in that spot anyway. So Lewis is kind of um, getting blocked, essentially. Um, yeah. You know, there's a there's a little bit of uh, gamesmanship in this point <laughs> as well. <laughs> but also, I'd say the teamwork yeah. in that there's the sportsmanship side of it. It's like Chaco is essentially throwing his race away here at this point yeah. to try and put Max in a position because he's, what, eight seconds behind here now uh, with Lewis. And yeah. It was just impressive driving, driving for mine because there's there's like the DRS to come on a big straight should be job done, um, yeah. And you know the way Checo kind of put that car in really big dive after getting overtaken as well to um, regain that position uh, was really impressive. So yeah, yeah, and then boom straight back down maintains it like it, it was such a 
such a fiery kind of race and then keeps it here and he's slowing yeah. it down all the while. Um, um, I think, yeah, even I think even on radio, Hamilton was said, yeah, this is dangerous driving. So just yeah. to prove the point of how aggressive um, Sergio was in trying to make sure that um, he kept in front of Hamilton as for as long as possible. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still amazed and impressed what a job yeah. he did. Essentially to burn but, off a full eight-second gap in an F1 with against the two best drivers yeah. in the world layers. Um, That's it. Madness. Um, yeah, it was, and it's slowing him all the while down. And you just see those the seconds just ticking down and then Max just appearing in, on the straight towards there. It's a, That's a, it, another yeah. awesome storyline in all of this. Yeah, I mean, we look at the start of the season with Sergio joining the team. Like normally you see someone from AlphaTauri or the development squad yeah, well, team you, coming up and taking that second seat to Verstappen. So to bring someone else, people were worried about him leaving it. F1, um, like he wasn't going to get a seat for this year. And then yeah. he's done an excellent job at Red Bull, um, and then to defend this whole way here, um, and yeah, just the the sight, there you go, yeah, the the sight here of um, in a moment where they're going down the straight, and then you just see Max in the background uh, chasing them down. Uh, and you know Lewis is going to get Perez at some point. He gets him here, but just yeah. to see Max is there in the background, you're just like, "Wow, um, game on, race on." Um, yeah. So but, yeah, again, that still works perfectly into their favor. Like Verstappen's being able to close the gap to get within uh, Perez's slipstream. Well, yeah. And then that just that's just the stepping stone for him. He needs to chase down Hamilton. So people will will say. Hamilton then drives away from Max in this. Like he, he, he regains and is the faster car and then he's taking away. But the main kind of gain that this gave Max was to be in the pit window. Uh, and I think, and mm. Max, you might want to skip some of the highlights from here on out because um, they kind of held station here, one and two, chasing each other. Uh, there was a virtual safety car um, throughout because I think it was either Mazepin or Schumacher's, uh, no, um, Antonio Gino. Oh, I can't even say that. Um car finished, so they had to do a special for that. So he got tires um, in that in that space there. Uh, Lewis maintained, of course, track position didn't change his tires. Uh, so Verstappen still chasing and chasing, but can't really get any closer. Uh, besides staying in that kind of pit window, which would always make it difficult for Hamilton to make a tire stop, and very much, I think it was lap fifty. They were talking to Christian Horner on the radio. They were down by 10 seconds at this point. Well, it was lap 38 out of uh, 58. Verstappen was 22 seconds behind Hamilton nice. yes. with that pit stop. Yeah. And in traffic as well. In mm. traffic. And he's worked his way back. So, um, A second lap. Yeah. yeah. So so th- this ball, this is the big incident. incident. So this is lap 55. But lap 50, they're talking to Christian Horner on the on the, on the the commentary on the blower and he he basically said you know they're doing excellent um we're really trying our best here um they're they're much faster than we are we really need a miracle enter nicholas latifi on lap 55 (laughs) uh, to be that miracle to have a big crash um calls in a full safety car because they they need to move the car move all the debris um max pits instantly there it is, the big crash. Max pits instantly for his tyres um, and yep. then comes back out of safety car. Uh, I think just give give the replay of the actual smish. Um, yeah, so Hamilton here is already crossed past um, pit entry and yep. the start line really. Yep. Um, so he's on his next lap and then 
So yeah, doesn't have the opportunity to pit. No, no. And so they, I don't think they'll throw the highlight there of the crash. They'll just throw the aftermath. Accident um, or fishing? No, he, the back tires slipped out on him and he went straight in the wall. Like it was accidental. Not something he'd want to be doing for no. the Latifi. I mean, it has happened before in Singapore. I can't remember who it was. Mm. I think Alonso might have been involved. Someone yeah. crashed so that someone could win the championship. Mm. But the person who crashed was on the same team as yeah, the yeah. person mm. who won. Not, so not this one, Latifi. It's, yeah, this isn't. So this is Mercedes' worst nightmare, of course, a safety car to finish this race off because mm-hmm. Max jumps straight in, gets the super softs, uh, the best tyres they could, or stickiest tyres they could put on for the rest of this racetrack. There's five official laps to go um, to finish off the race. They have to get the car. They've got to clear the car out, um, Latifi's car, that is, to then regain racing. So they've got to stay behind the safety car. So the reason... You know, Mercedes didn't come in. They didn't want to lose track position, but also they weren't sure if the race would restart. So if they mm. lose track position and they mm. get tyres and they're actually second to, to max, uh, there might not be any laps in there. So there's a lot of risk and reward in this. So mm-hmm. Red Bull, mm-hmm. yep. of course, took the big risk in this. Um, the big story, though, was uh, after the pit stop, uh, Hamilton's won, uh, Max is second, but there's five uh, cars in between them. So as in back markers, uh, mm, lap yep. cars. So again, talking about regulations, um, uh, there's been a bit of back and forth on how to actually do the regulations. But it's supposedly it's meant to be all lap safety car, all lap cars get through. No, but it, well, it has all well. Uh, has the word any any um but um, normally you do let all back markers yes, go through and massa had used um in a race last year to say it had to be all cars and everyone was slamming him mm. uh, for taking so long behind the safety car so what they do yep. is they they leave the back markers to go through um between the the cars but not all the ones behind it so daniel ricardo yes. who's in third here uh to watch this spectacle uh is not in position. He's essentially running 12th at this point. Uh, so it leaves, it leaves it's a one-two tussle between Hamilton for Max for one lap, one flying lap to finish the race. Uh, Max maybe slightly pulls ahead, but doesn't like gain advantage. He lets mm. Lewis also had slowed to almost stop. He's, He's crawling. breaking very heavily. Yeah, to kind of trying to throw them off. But then, yeah, they've got one final lap, flying lap to go. Max is on the better tyres. Um, but they've got to compete at this point. That's my kind of point. They're still racing to be had. Max yep. has got to get a job done here. Still half a second behind. Yes. Yeah. So, which is a long way in Formula One. Right out, right out of for those listening at home. He takes a really early dive though on Hamilton, which I thought was kind of interesting. I thought he might use the DRS more, but he's he's got it here because then Hamilton has DRS on the bonus on the straight. So you don't weird. get DRS after safety oh, car. Tr- true. Sorry. But uh, he gets the slipstream. So yes. he, yeah. he, t- he took the lead position. I guess you want track position. Um, Hamilton goes wide through the first straight um, and still is really close to Max here mm. and closing. I don't know why Lewis didn't. Like Max had it close, the door closed. But when he starts going out, Max comes across. I would have thought maybe that, that inside line is the line, the only line he could have potentially taken to get that position back. But at this point, he's Lewis has essentially given up. He's like, Max, I can't beat him from here. Mm, they're, yeah. they're the corners I could potentially do it. And Max runs away uh, to win the race. Um, I have, after Lewis had, I think, led almost every single lap so far. 
um, and to be world champion, Max being mm. world champion. First yeah. time. First time for him. He, oh, twenty Under 25, I'd say. I can't remember if he's 23 or not, but super young. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he's 23. Yeah. Prevents Lewis from getting his eight. The scenes, though, they, the Red Bull guy's going crazy. They got their miracle in the end. Mm. Um, I guess my point, a couple of points to talk about. What do you think about the decision of letting the race cars go? They're, they're letting the lap drivers between them go. Yeah. So you get a flying lap, last lap race. I don't mind it. I think it happened too late. Yeah, maybe make that decision a little bit earlier. You, had, you yeah. have to make that decision a lot earlier. You can't, like, you you got to let them race for the championship. You can't let this this championship end in a safety car. Yeah. So I reckon... And, they, I, and I also yeah. agree on the, the racing point there. If, if they restart the last lap anyway and they've got five back markers there, they've got to get out of the way of blue flags. You probably don't get the spectacle. Yeah. People want to see it. racing and they want to see racing. I think Michael Massey's yeah. done the world a solid here to get a result like... Everyone will be pissy about regulations. The fans will be pissy. But the absolute spectre, one last lap, do or die, uh, see who wins um, to, to get the result. Like if yeah. it was an amazing final lap, um, an amazing kind of end to a, what was ended up being a pretty um, uh, interesting race throughout. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It was, like, yeah, great spectacle. Um, it is unfortunate that it, there has been so much controversy surrounding it, um, especially being yeah the appeals, yeah, so et cetera, et cetera. I guess they withdrew the final one today, so they no formal. Yes, um, it, it's done and dusted. Uh, Max That's won it. the championship, so they're not, um, they can't give it back or anything like that. No, yeah, and yeah, it's it's rough to see the season end with so much controversy, but it is great that they will at least have that final lap. But what a spectacle race. Oh, and an absolute spectacle. Unbelievable. Yeah. For, uh, I, you know, watching it live, I couldn't believe it. But the, just the, the, the again, I'll go to the storylines, the movie-esque, the quotes throughout, we need a miracle, we've got a miracle. <laughs> and, and the clearing of the cars, give us a final lap. And yeah. the draw for the casual fan, like, yeah. like myself, it, it got me intrigued. It yeah. got me really intrigued. Yeah. yeah. So, good. so, yeah, hopefully, yeah, it sets up. For a great season next season. Um, and Lewis signed that three-year deal. He's going to be back next year chasing his eighth. Well, Toto, I think, came out last couple of weeks saying, or weeks, days, mm. um, saying it was more just comments as mm. to um, whether or not He was pissed, Hamilton, by the way. He's absolutely pissed about the result in this. He was. Um, still is. I did see, um, that being said, Mercedes did win the cha- uh, Constructors' Championship, and I think I did see some stuff on social media they were partying, they were clubbing, um, and Toto was very happy at those parties. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's. I think he's sort of said it's obviously hit Hamilton hard, um, so he doesn't know what will happen next season. Um, I'm sure Hamilton will come back. He's an absolute sure competitor. He wants that, yeah. that eighth championship at the very least. Yeah. Um, Plus new cars, like the new, new challenge. Yeah. It'd well, be really interesting. With, um, Plus Sir Lewis. Yeah, we'll get to that. In a second, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's got George Russell as his teammate as well, yeah, so. which will be interesting. Uh, great, great running partner, but then also there will be a lot of pressure, a lot, a lot of competition within that garage um, yeah. as well. Yes, um, but yeah, that leads on to I suppose Sir Hamilton now. Well, yeah, the final final notes. Um, Kimi Raikkonen's he I, he retired on the twentieth yep. lap, mm-hmm. I believe, with uh, uh, yeah. with car failure. So. Um, 
he essentially retired himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He retired <laughs> he himself. Put the feet up. Uh, That's it. He's heading to the sauna. <laughs> the, the, fan, the fans did him a solid, though. He did get driver of the day. Um, yes, so that was did. really good to see. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Lewis, Lewis Hamilton, he was announced to be knighted months ago, but officially yep. he officially had his knighting happening. Mm-hmm. Of course, the season's yep. over, so he could go home uh, and mm-hmm. get that done. So he's been officially now Sir Lewis Hamilton. Yep. Uh, for Quite his, young to get knighted, you'd think. Yeah. Well, for his service to motorsport and then the platform he uses to do all his um, you know, yep. uh, charity work, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so some other kind of interesting notes. Um, they were one and two, and I think nearly – Every race, but a couple of them. Uh, only one team had a one-two this year, and that was McLaren with Ricardo and Norris in Monza, mm. which is kind of a bit different considering Mercedes really dominated the constructors' championship and how dominant those two teams were. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I thought it was a fitting end to a really good season of close combat um, and close racing. So yeah. to see it end that way, I think amazing. Yeah. Again, like I would have liked to have seen, like I'll give them like two laps of racing to try and um, make it look or feel a little bit more competitive. Um, I don't know, Mercedes, what Mercedes' appetite would have been to to pit and put new softs on. Um, but yeah, even to that. So the uh, FIA had their awards night. Um, uh, I heard this was a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. Mercedes didn't send through any of their winning championship cars, so FIA being all of motorsports. Um, yep. so they didn't send any of their cars um, to presentation. And then, I mean, Hamilton was probably busy within the time frame of mm. the awards ceremony, but neither Hamilton or Toto um, went to the awards nights in a little bit of a protest. Yep. Um, and, yeah, was there anything, any other news? Uh, well, there wasn't a huge amount of massive other news um, besides... Uh, that I think Max, of course, got his trophy. I think mm. Lewis was uh, most popular driver or something like that. Got a vote. Of course, didn't mm. wasn't there to get his award. Um, and I guess uh, back onto the FIA and they're doing a appeal, not appeal. They're doing a full review. There'll probably be new rules in regards to safety car and potentially yep. Michael Massa will um, lose his job as a scapegoat. Uh, from all this so <laughs> one yeah. thing one change that I have already made is um, the there'll be less or no um, radio between the race director and the teams during the race so during the race we did hear both Christian Horner and Toto like well, getting onto it's interesting because they do a lot of talking beforehand we now yeah. see more of the talking because they were providing that audio to the, the audience um, yep. through through Sky TV, through Sky Race TV, whatever it is, the British um, yeah, yeah, guys yeah. that have F1. So they had access to that so they could play some of that radio. But I thought that it kind of added to um, the intrigue with like Toto Wolf going, no, 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 th- don't do this to us. And then yeah. Christian Horner kind of trying to answer of like, what's going on? Why haven't they given this position back? Like it, I think that well, adds to it. It does add to it, but I think that was also starting to influence decisions in the race. And I think True. we did see that in the last and couple we, of races. We saw it last race where Christian, Michael Massey said, yeah. I, I can't push the, I can only push buttons fast enough. So that's it. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe just it needs keep to be the, more than one person job. I don't know. Maybe. Don't know. Just going also. back to the list of youngest uh, people to be knighted uh, in the sporting arena, Andy Murray is younger than Lewis Hamilton. Uh, so. But pretty hard press finding another one younger than that. Yeah. And with that, I think that ends uh, the podcast for this week. That's all the sport and all the news we wanted to cover. 
Uh, it's been excellent as always. Thank you for everyone that tuned in and commented throughout. Uh, we do very much appreciate it. Uh, any final thoughts from the other boys on the table? Uh, go Australia for one. Let's mm-hmm. let's yep. smoke these palms. Uh, looking forward to obviously some Sunday NFL uh, here here down under. And uh, what do you reckon, boys? We'll have a show next week, and mm-hmm. then maybe take yeah. a week we'll off, off for Christmas. Yeah, take a break. Yeah, no, sounds like a good plan. Sounds yeah. like a good plan. Everyone uh, leading up into the festive season, uh, thank you very much for listening to our podcast our first year trying to do this we appreciate the support uh we hope that uh you're all well uh letting into the uh the festive season and uh you're able to kick back uh enjoy a bit of sport and listen to these three dribblers uh talk some dribble so then i was just checking so if there's any major news stories one that may be kind of interesting bailey smith and taking indef- yes, and taking indefinite leave of absence for personal reasons. So hopefully he's mm. okay and doing all, all right. Thinking of Bailey Smith, an absolute superstar of the game, a young superstar, has spoken about his mental health before. <laughs> hopefully mm. he gets himself into uh, a, a good spot uh, leading into the 2022 season, but not just in a footballing sense, in just in terms of life. Um, yeah, definitely. There is more to life than sports, I suppose. Um, thank you boys I appreciate it thank, thank you, you to those that have stuck with us through three and a bit hours yep. we'll see you next week uh, mm-hmm. we will have a wrap up of the second test a preview of the Boxing Day test uh, and look at the NFL the NBA the APL um, F1 F1 and UFC's done for the year baby so yes. possibly yeah. a shorter show um, but we do appreciate our listeners we do appreciate any of the support um, and if you're still with us, obviously hit that subscribe button. Check us out on Instagram <laughs> and uh, tell a friend, tell your mum and dad, check it out, the Esky. We'll see you next week. Yes. Goodbye. See you. Bye.